So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Hey yo! Doing a little live start Ooh. for the podcast today. Hey! Click click. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Jackson in the room. Yo, dude. Um, What's up? I need something metal to put my jewel on so it balances. Glitz. Uh, we got a little moto project on the screen. We've been checking that out because um, that's where we're gonna have one. Dude, what's up to all the homies that are in the chat right now? Uh, one of those. Um, so yeah, hey, what's going on? Welcome to Moped Money Podcasts, episode zero five nine. Maybe it'd be cool if we just like did these all live, and then we just chat with people the whole time. I think that was the original idea with like hanging up a GoPro, but it kind of gets lame as fuck just watching something that yeah, has no action do, on it. We could do it on a Twitch channel, so it's like like video game streaming. But there's like I think short podcasts. and sweet. Is where the money's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a little fun out of the gate and send it. We got um fucking some homies in here, dude. Jax, what's I up? You, I, mean, I want you to get out of chair. You get a knife out of the chair. I want you to get out of chair. I want you to get a knife. Take your headphones off. Oh. Take your headphones off. There's nothing you need to hear. No, no, you, no fuck you that can knife. Hear I don't know what you got, but we're gonna go with this one. Okay. Uh, this is a cowboy custom knife. Uh, pull it out. Go ahead, pull it out. That's check out our homie cowboy custom knives. I got a gun. You know, we can shoot it. Open readies. Uh, support him. Support all the people who've been supporting this podcast, like Moped Rich and. Titty bats and second stroke and all the other cool. Don't people. cut yourself. All That's right. a real knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for real. Take the headphones off. Come over here. Venture to this box we have on the table. Into the box. Let's let's get into the box, man. Yeah, it's not your mom's box, so you can be a little rough on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, King Pat, what's up, dude? I see you in the chat. Um, what's up, Pat? Oh, what up, Pat? Yo, I'm trying to do an episode with King Pat and with Travis, dude. King Pat. Let's get some old school Satans is like, in the studio in Richmond. One of the guys that saved my ass with lots of dumb questions. The same dumb questions that people ask me now that I'm tortured with constantly. So, Pat, <laughs> thank you for answering all my stupid questions throughout the years. Yo, come in the studio and get down with us because I want to catch all those old fucking hell Satans like... Fucking stories, man. Yeah. I know there's, I know there's some fire out there in the streets. You want to talk about a well packaged piece of All equipment right. here? All right. So here's what we're packaging right now. We use the cowboy custom knife to unpackage this bad boy. But this is a, a crank pipe from from our boy Ryan from the Cranks, who's hand making custom pipes to like. So just so you, you guys know, can see the packaging, really how it was shipped shit, to right? us. He took some good time packages things so it's safe, not gonna get fucked up in transit. Yeah, and it's packaged really well. Oh, dude! So this is my this is my pipe. We got two of them. Thomas got one. I got one. And I have no clue what it looks like or anything. This is my first time seeing it in person. Oh, mine's powder coated black. Yours is in the raw. Oh, I'm so glad mine's in the raw. We left it up to Ryan to make the dealer's choice yeah. on whether he painted them or didn't, and how they came and whatnot. And man, also we're gonna compare it to this uh, MLM BK100. Oh, with the cowboy sticker on it. What's up? Move on, Cowboy. Dude. Uh, Captain's Forum on MA right now. Check it out. Next year's potential national rally. Hot and ready. Chicago. T 
10 year anniversary. Oh yeah, I saw that. I think they already posted the 10 year dates, right? Uh yeah, it's gonna be the week after so Wet Wet. So it's not confirmed that it's actually gonna be the national yet. Then. Um, everyone's kind of like said that they can have it. Like they they brought it up. You know, if anybody if should have it, it those dudes should it. have it. It's a 10 year anniversary. I think it's a perfect time for it. Um, and they're already having call outs for the boxing match. Yeah. So <laughs> I want no, take no parts of that. We all know how that fucking hot and ready's boxing party goes. I got a glass jaw. Dude, look at this fucking pipe. For those who can't see it, we're going to take a bunch of pictures and we're going to post it on, uh, on our Instagram page. So, you know, follow us on Instagram, uh, at moped money podcasts. How much does it weigh, Jax? Same Give shit. us the weight test. Dude. Uh, now, now, fuck, look at this thing. Dude. Let's compare that. Hold it tight, dude. Hold it tight. Let's, let's give me a good angle, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come down it with the with the camera, dude. Look at these fucking welds. This is all done by hand. He does each pipe by himself by hand. Alright. Turn it around. Let me see the other side. Let me get let me get that other angle. Dude, look at this mount. Let me see that mount. The mount's mm. fucking solid, dude. It's not coming off. I like this baffle, and I love the like uh, the raw look too. It reminds me of a uh, it reminds me of a, of a Doppler. Uh, the, a little weight comparison here. Yeah, it reminds me of a fucking Doppler pipe for like a for it's a motorcane. And this is it right beside the uh, the BK one hundred for a Pook MLM pipe gold edition. This one's slightly heavier. Not a little much. a little heavier. Not by much. I mean, we don't have a scale. We can't like you know digi that fucker, but who cares? But look, look at the mount comparison too. Like it's just like they have a small mount. Piddlywinks. And this one's got this long, big, beefy like mount, like super welded, not going anywhere. I like the headers, like solid, it's in place, like it's welded, it's not gonna go anywhere. It's pretty thick. Hobbits tend to bend on the mounts because it's like a separate mount piece. Dude. Does that one have Amish welds? <laughs> no. I'm pumped on the pipe, man. It's like dimes. It's uh, the quality of mine looks legit. I can't wait to put it on. Dude, hell yeah. I got it on a raft. It was painted powder-coated black. The welds look solid. The mounting looks good. The flange is fucking straight. You know, the packaging it was shipped in was really good. And, of course, the price. I mean, it's a handmade pipe by a guy in the middle of nowhere. For we, I don't know what everybody Damn. else is paying. What is the normal price for a pipe? Uh, I think they're they're less than MLM. I think they're close to like two hundred bucks. Because we pay two hundred bucks per pipe. Yeah, I think they're just just over that, dude. Yeah, so like, we got a little bit of a break on it, I think. But two hundred bucks for a hand built pipe that's really as good as that is hard to beat. You know, I mean, you can buy a uh, a bullet pipe and put on your shit and have mediocre performance and dick for reliability. You're going to be putting beer cans for baffles on that thing in no time. I'm pretty pumped. Like, we're going to have Tom, what's yours, yours for a pook? Yeah, I got okay. mine for a pook. Just Are you going to put on the Gila setup? No, I'm going to put it on the Polini. On the Polini? Yeah. So we're going to put Thomas's on the Polini. The Polini that King Pat, if you're still listening, oh, actually yeah. originally built the first time for uh, Philly Jones. So I still got this cylinder kit. It's got like seven, and Phil never started the bike, but when I got it fired up, I seized it once or twice and it's been, God, 7,000 miles and then some with it. So I rebuilt that motor. This is the second time now with the same kit. Put it back together. I got it running again and hope to see another four or 5,000 miles out of that same top end. It's worn through. You can see the Nicosol, like coming through the aluminum, but it still runs okay. So, Dude, so yeah, we're going to throw your pipe on that Polini. We're going to put mine on my Athena. Like, and then we're going to flip them into the river. 
you know, with Athena fucking <laughs> Hobbit fucking rack bike, and we're gonna we're gonna rip them up, man, and see how they perform, and we're gonna do like you know a full like review on them, and we're gonna have Ryan on the podcast and talk about you know the talk welding about and yeah. the process and the whole thing. And I don't want to confirm it, but I think he's going to, like, help us out, hook us up with some kind of raffle thing or a discount or something. That's the word on the street. So we want to get him on here and see if we can give somebody a free pipe. Now, yeah. that being said, I got the shipping confirmation immediately. It was accurate. It came in. It's packaged well. He didn't bill me until the pipe was ready to go. So if you're out there waiting for your pipe and you've already ordered it, rest assured, it's on its way. It'll be there in no time. So Yeah, I know that was job. like a thing a lot of people were asking about, you know, like yeah. how long our pipe was coming. Like, oh, I ordered mine. Where is it? Like, it's like, yeah, this is like, it's not, it's not an army of dudes like that you've never met, like building it. Like you'll see him at rallies, riding his own shit, supporting. And like, the hey, community. if you're not in possession of your pipe, you might've gotten bumped for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking right. We're not that important. Dude. <laughs> you never know, man. <laughs> Hopeful, wishful, you know. Dude, I was going to, like, look some shit up about their pipes just, like, so people could read more about it online. But, you know, you guys all know what time it is. Get them up at Army. You can find that shit and learn more about Ryan and Cranks and the fucking pipes. But for now, we're going to move on, dude. Um, Get your mopeds running, King Pat. I know that shit <laughs> kind of runs, right? See you guys out in the street soon, hopefully. Dude, He's working life on, on wheels. His, uh, life on wheels, dude's gonna have uh, the XL crank pipe on a metric kit, like the that stage six, like huge setup, dude. Oh yeah, baller. I wonder if Travis is still rocking that old busted Tomos. Um, I don't know, man. That thing never dies. He's that like, derby head's fucking lasting forever, too. Does he have a derby too? Pat, Pat's got a derby. Yeah, that white derby is sick. Yeah. And Travis has that Tomos. Yeah. Kicking that thing it, just it. forever yeah. doesn't fuck with it. Just I starts and goes. He came to the shred and like he like hadn't bought like new moped shit because they're old school moped yeah. dudes. They were like, oh man, importing shawls and dumb stuff. You know, like oh you got to mail that shit in. They were oh, like, I, I got a lawnmower carburetor. Yeah, it was shit. before you could get a fucking moped carburetor. I remember when he first found about that like a VM18 with like matching intake. He was like, what's this, dude? Like a voodoo. You just go buy the shit from the store. Yeah. <laughs> Ship it to your door, dude. Jackson didn't know about any of this bullshit, nope. dude. He's like, he's you're coming Amazon to, world. Yeah, you're coming to the perfect time of mopeds where like everything's available. You don't have to go hunting for shit. Like anything you want. Like the other day, he's like, I'm, I'm over my E50. I'm gonna. I want a Tomos. You just hop on the internet, go get one. Swap, swap your all your shit. You know, yep. Doesn't cost Got nothing. One. Easy, cake, cakewalk, dude. It's a perfect time to play mopeds, man. Um, Zach kind of brought this up real quick in the chat. Tampa, we're coming. We're yeah. coming. We already made the plans. Jackson's Come coming. He's probably working. I don't know what he's doing. I can take off work. I'm a manager now. I can oh, make my own schedule. Oh, Pat, hit me up. We got a plan for Zwicker. Uh, charity event too so if you oh, want yeah, to get yeah. on that with the we're, satans we're putting together a little something yeah rebels uh bike donation kind it's of it's not just rebel but it's we're getting uh seven hills involved and whoever wants because uh, we don't want to own it specifically we want whoever is able to contribute in the community to help out in their own even if it's just a small thing so hell yeah that's gonna be sick dude we're gonna get into it all right we're gonna cut off the stream and we're gonna really get down with the chat and the podcast and we're gonna reach out to our buddy pete yep from pg png moto png moto pete and the gang imports and we're gonna talk about the moto project and his out electric bike bumfuck new york and phew, florida now baby mm. and we're gonna like uh i don't know man we're gonna get it moving so thanks for checking in real quick with us thanks for checking these pipes dude ryan this shit's sick thank you um yeah man we're out later
Alright, cool. That's over. I'll share it in the story. People can check it out when they want. On our Instagram. That's uh, If you want to see some video of that pipe and what it looks like, I'll post some more pictures of it later. But yeah, hit us up on Instagram. It's uh, Moped Monday Podcast. Which is pretty simple. Gmail.com Next things, or first things last, or whatever we do here. Uh, let's crack some cold ones. On, who did moped my... shit this week? Ooh, Jax. With the who did the moped shit. I like it. You're I... taking your time with your drink. So. No, no. You, why don't you tell me what you did? Moped yeah, shit. Uh, like, moped shit, well, about you, 10 you minutes ago. that fucking cocksucker. All right. <laughs> 10 minutes ago, I uh, sold a pipe that I got. So Did, you, did you get money for it yet? Yeah. Nice. What pipe was it? A bi-turbo that I pulled off of an e- It's a, a bit turbo with a secret power band. Bikes did 60 miles an hour. Fancy. Came off of an award-winning bike. Nice, dude. What'd you get for the pipe? Where bit turbo is going for on the internet these days? 55 bucks. <laughs> that's not bad. That's a lot of money for a bi-turbo. But yeah, that's not bad for an old one. But ship, that's pretty good. Yeah, use a good deal for him. Yeah. You got some cash in your pocket. Yeah, that's how's, that, uh, how's that Tomos conversion come together? I think it's just parts for one? now, right? Which one? Oh, I forgot you're doing two bikes right now. Well, I so I need to get up with Betty. I was supposed to meet with him today. Betty Wap, the rapper? Betty Wap. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no, yeah. I, know I was going to go buy, uh, gonna go buy uh, some cocaine from him. <coughs> Cocaina. Yeah. No, um, Betty's got a kickstart A35 that I'm just going to put on that cafe racer thing that I got. Um, Speaking of cocaine... um. I'm just, I'm just over it now. I think I want to just go like straight to the fentanyl, and just like go the, go the opposite way. Because it's like you know, one little dab of some fentanyl, you're like zombie out of the corner, dude. And so you want to switch from uppers to downers. No, I'm just gonna lean over switch. and just watch and see where this goes. It's just not really going anywhere. Where, where are you running with this? You know, everyone knows that I don't do drugs, so it's like it's hard for me to pull it off. Like the conversation, like no, like, you're talking about. Yeah. So I went I to don't DMV. do fentanyl. Yeah, I went to DMV. To like do some moped stuff. I was getting some titles done, and I'm standing in line, and I'm just like looking at this like crackhead looking lady, dude. Not just now. Like, Ooh, nodding hard, bro. She's just like dirty, and like sitting in the chair, and she's like slouching, and she drip and dripping, lean and leaning. She pop back up. This is the city the DMV. Way. Yeah, dude, it was great. I was like, yeah, <laughs> she's on that. It's probably shit good for her right too. Now, she's dude. having a good time. Yeah, man. I wish you call an hour and a half to DMV for doing nothing. <laughs> man, our DMV in the city's great. Depends what time you go there, man. I Always. usually go right around noon, and I get in and out in like 30 to 45 minutes. My my new tip is uh, I go right before they close. Like, you walk in the door at 5.55, like the line's already super short, like no one's left. Mine won't let you in the door after 4.30. Ooh, that's fucked up. Mm. Richmond City, do you just walk, as long as it's not 5, you yeah. walk in before 5. They know what time it is. We're out here. I sold a moped today. <laughs> Whoa! Congratulations, Thomas. <laughs> Wrong one. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, come on. Where's it at? We don't have it anymore. Oh, yeah, damn! Why would you get rid of that? No more chain. Because like, because we're here. Crickets oh. will work. Yeah. Okay. I'll crick them. It's like claps for crickets. <laughs> snaps. Ooh, we should record some snaps. That'd be funny. We got our jazz jazz fingers. Like record the the sound of jazz hands. And because of the sale of that moped. As I put on the uh, podcast Instagram, you can see them out here working my ass to the bone to put new kids on mopeds. <laughs> well, so what bike was it? The Minarelli city I'm bike. Super that minty, upset. Low this mileage is gone. City bike. Ooh, that was a pretty bike. Cream. 
perfect condition. So a mom hit me up. She's like, I'm looking for a bike. My son wants to ride. How was the song? I didn't ask specifically, and I don't remember his name because I was, like, busy. So I didn't, like, like, retain the information. But I know that he, I don't think he's of drinking age, and he's not quite old enough to move out. So he's probably, like, he could be, like, right at 18, you know, somewhere in that age. Okay. Um, Young dude, looks like a smart cat, but no out-of-the-box, like, experience in the wild kind of thing, you know, with anything, looks like. Nice dude, though. Put him on the bike, he's like, I've ridden bicycles, you know, like... Like, all right, well, do you know how to ride? I'm going to take you around the block because I think you know need to, like, at least... You, you don't, there's no way to tell somebody how to ride a moped. You just have to get on it and ride it. Yeah. Well, you've ridden a bicycle, you're, you're, you're close. Yeah. You're, what does the throttle do? So there. when you pull it this way, which way does it go? So we up and down the alley a few times. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. I'm going to take you around the block. We'll just ride down the street and up and down the street. So no problem. I get past the first stop sign, which isn't a stop sign, but we stopped. Anyway, just for precedence, to work the brakes and stop for no reason and look at traffic. I get going, and I'm on the Vespa, so I kind of just blast ahead and get almost to the next stop sign and stop. And then before I can look behind me, he's wide open throttle and runs the fuck into me. Clobbers me. We're both on the ground. Whoa. And And I was sitting still and got this fucking bruise in this... Road rash on my ass from sitting still. That's how hard he hit me with the bike. Damn, that's the bridge you posted on the on the Instagram. Yeah, Fuck. I was standing up at a standstill, stopped with my hands on the handlebars. Like, turned to look and back. He hit, I didn't turn to look back. I just stopped. It just happened. And he was just whiskey throttled straight into me. Fucked my wrist up. Damn, dude. Fucked my bike up a little bit. Not bad. Not bad enough to worry about. You, you blasted know. too hard. You showed him what blasting looked like, and he wanted to join in, man. Oh, man. <laughs> dude, he was shook. After that, because he's kind of a timid. It's just he's a young dude. He's not in this situation. He doesn't have the people, you know, like you never know what his background is, friendship wise, or who he's been around in the past. So, like, you don't know. You can't judge somebody by looking at them if they don't have anything to judge, you know? So he shows up. He's got his bag with him, book bag, normal stuff. Looks kind of like a normal Richmond City dude, but he's got like a fucking arsenal of knives on him. And so when we crash, I'm looking on the ground. There's like a broken pair of scissors laying on the ground. I'm just like, fuck, dude. If that shit had come out and stabbed him through like a main artery or something during that stupid crash, or if I wasn't there and he didn't run into me and drove into traffic and got bulldozed over by a city bus or a Amish cart or one of those pedal bicycles or whatever it is. Anyway, it could have been way worse. I'm so glad he hit me. Yeah. Dude, that kid blew into the street and got ran over. Fuck! Dude, it could have been so bad. I was so happy you hit me. Bike wasn't even paid for yet. I haven't even handed over the cash yet. And I I told him, I was like, if if this isn't for you, don't buy the bike. And I told his mom, I was like, if this isn't for for him, like, and and I was like, I'm willing to, to, you know, like, I'll go out and work with you guys some more. And I'll even get you a bike, mom. Because she rode it before he did. Mm -hmm. And she did okay with it. And I was like, I'll, I'll, we'll bring a bike for you. I'll grab Ashley. We'll zip around a parking lot or whatever. If you want to come down in the city and we can ride together somewhere on slow bikes and work yeah. it out, you know, and practice, you know, we'll do it. Parking lot's good sometimes, man. That's how, that's where Aaron learned to ride a moped. Yeah. Just Dude. hop in a parking lot. You run some circles. You learn to stop and do some turns. And He leaves. was fucking shook. And I'm like, dude, listen, it happens to everyone. This is not an embarrassing moment. 
take yeah. this information and learn from Especially it. Especially in Richmond, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been hit by cars yeah. or fucking just like know, twice. Wrecked down and, hard. That's, and that's what I thought. I was like, if there's, I wanted to take you for a ride because if there's anything you're going to run into, I'd much rather it be me. Yeah. You know, and we're right here. We're cool. You're, you're not hurt. The bike is just a moped, just a piece of equipment. It's replaceable. Don't worry about the bike. It's Fuck crazy, bike. too, because like, that's like, it's not a powerful bike. It's like a stock. V1. Yeah, when, you know? when 200 pounds comes at you at 30 miles an hour, <laughs> it's a force to be reckoned with. You know, we were both on the ground. Damn. And uh, so he was shook, and I was like, dude, just count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One, two, three. And I was like, just count and breathe. And I was like, because this is the deal. You're in it. You're riding the motherfucker, right? When you're riding the bike and something happens, what are you going to do? You're already on the fucking bike. You already, you're already in it. The best thing you can do is stay calm and... Just try to make a decision and hope it works out, right? I think for him, he gave up and, and whiskey throttled and panicked and ran straight into me. That's all right. He'll be okay, man. Let's let's just take a moment to like, for anyone who's really been listening to the podcast since the beginning, since the start. Like, I think from episode one, where this is this is showing a lot of growth from Thomas uh, personally, because episode one, he told the story of his beloved Vespa. <laughs> Grande that he sold to and some guy. And we talked about this earlier today, too. And the guy wrecks it into a ditch when he goes to test drive it down the street. And Thomas refers to the guy like, this fucking Yankee. <laughs> Goddamn Yankee wrecks my bike. My beloved Vespa. You can back that the fuck up because I specifically said he should listen to the podcast. So I'm not going to trash him on the air. He picked up his picked up the Vespa before he picked up the kid. Like. I also want to groom him a little bit so that I can ah, bring bring my leg. I want to bring him in so we can trash him here and that he can handle it and have some fun with it. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to blow his doors off. No, fuck with him because right he, he seems like a nice dude. Like you know, just like any of us when we got no, started. Dude, it's fine. And if man. And, and if you read people, you've read people. You yeah. can read whether or not they can take the jokes. And I don't want to start busting his chops. And all of a sudden, he's just like, these people fucking hate me. I'm these never going to talk assholes. to them again. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not that. That's totally it's not. Like, the thing is, we are assholes, but in the perfect way. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. We 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 want you to stick around, but we only fuck with people we really like. You yeah, know? yeah. So, but, but that being said, I don't, you know, like I, I even told his mom, I was like, listen to the podcast or I'm going to fucking talk about it. Tonight on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cool. dude. Like get bike, like come hang out with us, man. Like Richard, I feel like Richard's like our scene, like has been pretty open arms lately. So we're trying to That's what grow I and we're trying to bring more people in. So it's like, we're trying really hard to like, you know, become seven be hills. appealing and oh. like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yo, Seven Hills. The, keeper! <laughs> the Seven Hills dragged me out to. Uh, I had a bad night on Thursday night after the uh, uh, the Techie Lights ride and went fucking full danger crybaby fest. You know, couldn't keep my shit together. And uh, they were kind enough to drag me out to Cognitomoto's like private karaoke event. I got wild there. It was fun. So thanks, Seven Hills. Appreciate it, guys. And thanks to um, fucking Cognitomoto. Yeah, man. Yeah. They're always doing cool shit. Like, you know. Dude. I don't know, man. I got a creeper in the closet, bro. I did a lot of moped stuff this week, man. Yeah. I worked on a customer, Tomos. Like, he had a whole issue with, like, the front brake not braking correctly because it had... No cables? No, no. We put, like, we put on one of those, like... <laughs> I mean, that was a good jet. We yes. put on one of those short pull throttles, and the short pull, like, I can't remember which one it is, Motion Pro one or something. It's, like, really bulky. Yeah, with a big round top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you pull a lever, like, the lever would, be, would hit that round piece. Like, it was just too much throttle. For that kind of control. So, like, I swapped out the throttle, 
Brakes good now. Um, I had to throw on some return springs, like, you know, makeshift fucking return springs so it stops sticking. Mm-hmm. Like, I cleaned it and everything, but it was still kind of, like, locking up at the top, so there's some springs Do you ever, like, add oil to, like, the yeah, little guy? Yeah, I've, like, greased them and, like, oil them. Like, some people say it's a bad idea, but I usually do yeah, it Because anyway. you don't want, like, grease to get into the brakes or oil to get yeah. into the brakes. I mean, you like, don't grease the living yeah, hell out yeah, of it's it. Yeah, a little, little, little bit little drop. Or and, like, I've, like, done shit where you try to route them a little looser so they're not super stiff, but that's stupid, too, because then, like, it vibrates, mopeds vibrate, you'll lose the fucking Springs nut. are key. I use a lot of those, yeah. like, maxi, like, rando weird springs mm-hmm. that just kind of just loop them around any which way I can get them and snag them onto the get lever. Get they're to... tight, man, and they'll fucking return your clutch, your brakes real good. Yeah, like, the spring holds it in place. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to fit. To, like, you look at it, and you can see it's got a hole in the spring. Mm-hmm. I don't put that shit to the axle. I just, like, a... Jim Bob attach it to any which way I can, so at least it's like, you know, got pressure on it. Fucking yeah, yeah. it falls off there, dime a dozen. Hell yeah. Dude. But yeah, that bike's coming together. Did I that mean, work? The, Just adjusting the location of the brake lever and the throttle to Yeah, yeah, that worked. That fixed the brake issue. Um dude, I've been fighting with the Tomos like clutch stuff. Like the second gear, the spring is just like so bad. Like it's so soft that like it shifts in the second. I can't get it to disengage until like I get way slower. Like it's just a pain in the ass and like that. And you've done the where like, you where you clip the end of it and just bend the spring out, and so it tightens the spring up. No, but like it's, I'm getting new springs tomorrow. Like Doug's bringing me some, so which is awesome that you can find parts. For Are you able to get those on pretty easy? I, I have a easy no. time. So I'm good at it because I have lots of vice grips with the yeah, large. Yeah, I got a bunch of vice grips, and so I've gotten like better at it. But I've also been like lusting, fucking lusting after the fucking that new treat like spring install tool. Yeah, it's like it's like a cone or something. Yeah, they came out like people bought them up super quick and they went away. And they're like, "Don't worry about it. We're gonna get a bunch more in. Like they're gonna get a bunch made or some shit." So that's like a clutch tool. Like I think out of all my tools, that would be one that I'd really like to have. Because I have like all the puller sets and all that dumb stuff. I like, want a new cable cutter like you got. Oh yeah, a good pair of snips is like. The best thing for any moped dude. Like, My snips work good because they're good quality snips, but they're not cable cutters. Yeah. You want some shit that's going to cut a brake cable fucking clean. Yeah. Clean, boy. But yeah, dude, fucking, I'm just fighting that, fighting that Tomo stuff. So I was like, man, well, he had, the guy had some money to throw around. I was like, you want to upgrade your first gear? Like, we could buy like a fancy jammer or something. So you ordered the jammer. Oh, and yes. that came in the mail. I don't know if anyone else has had this issue. But mine came in the mail, and the splines, like I oil, I, I training soaked it for twenty four hours, like they recommend. Loctite the soaked the, it in a transsexual. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go, five on the stairs Yeah, I soaked it. I loctited the bolts, and I went to put it on, and the fucker wouldn't go on. It was like did it you have to just file it a little bit? Yeah, it went like not even like it went like one centimeter, like it barely went on. And I was like, oh, I was tapping at it, like, oh, it shouldn't be like this. And, you know, I asked around, like, my buddy fucking from Legion was like, Is yo, this the clutch like, you got from me? Yeah. Okay. My buddy from Legion was like, yo, like, yeah, we've had that happen with a couple jammers. Like, so I might have to take the other one and tight. file it before yeah, you gotta, I sell it. Like, you might not have to. You got to try to put it on first because, like, some of them come fine. Well, I don't fuck with don't. the Tomo's trash. Yeah, but it's just like you take the triangle file, my hand file, and just, like, you know, file away until it fits good. And if it's fine now, it goes on, on and off real smooth. How much you had to file? You had to file like a, this, like a square file and file each groove? Or it was uh, just like... Triangle just... file and I filed each groove. Yeah. But it was a lot or just basically you run it through real quick just to clean it up? It was like a... 
it was a while like you know at least like four or five per per spot yeah and i did that two or three times because i didn't want to like and there and i have new files too so it's like the files cut good but i didn't want to like do too much and then you know fuck it up yeah Yeah. so i just took my time did a little bit of time try to put it on it going a little more each time and you know, just clean it up, dude. You should have used the standard Tomos tool, the rubber hammer. Just <laughs> <laughs> not uh, my shit. See you later. It'll wear itself in. Put it on there permanently, man. Yeah, it'll wear itself in. Shit's good to go later. And I don't know. It's been pretty fun this week, man. Between that, working on some bikes, I sold my Hobbit. Which one? Uh, the yellow one that nice. I rode that I rode to brunch today. Beautiful. Like me and Aaron rode. Met Thomas and Ashley out at a brunch. Uh, mm. I took out the Hobbit. Aaron rode the Cobra. So we're just trying to make sure those bikes are like. You know, good to go for like Florida. You sold it before you rode it, or after um, the ride, you found out you sold it. No, I sold it when I got home. Like uh, I got, fuck, got back, dude, congratulations. I'm at the house, and and uh, thou who shall not be named. Let me see your moped money. Oh, I don't have cash, dude. I don't have cash. Oh, with that. oh damn, money. Damn, too bad your treats bill is steep. <laughs> yeah, no, well, not half this. I, I fucking looped that goddamn Grom, so I gotta buy an exhaust pipe for that. So they're gonna. Four hundred dollars of that. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Um, yeah, Noah, aka that who should not be named. I didn't say the name. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's uh, fine. He came over to like uh, check out some TVs and dumb shit, and he was like, "Man, what's with the Hobbit, man? Let me ride it." And I'm like, "Yeah, go for it. Take your first spin." Can you get another poop game? And he whipped around the block, dude, and was like, "Came back with that small ride." Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's doing it. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, no. Dude, doing, he knows about doing exactly what he it had does. A, he had a killer Hobbit. That yeah. thing was ripping. He knows what the love of the Hobbit is. Yeah, it was great. That really should be a bike for him. That's awesome. He's so obsessed with doing that whole like uh, KX tank like Hobbit thing. So he's like, man, he still got his like his like modded subframe at the at the garage and got that tank and stuff. He's like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna build it up, man. And then I'm gonna part it out. He's like, I'm gonna stock. <laughs> he's, like, he's gonna stock around his magnum and just kind of like have his loner. Pro built motor by Jason from the podcast 900. <laughs> I can make more money off of eBay. Like, no, I, I I did the homie price, so like you know. No, you got it, dude. If he's in love with it, I'd love to see him back club, on a moped like, again. I want to see him ride in. So, well, also he's talking about selling his DRZ, and he might have a lead on getting that. So, like, it'd be nice to have a spare set of two wheels that you can just jump on and fucking rip. Yeah, yeah. He's know? trying to fucking. He's trying to buy a KTM, man. He's going big boy. He wants a six ninety. What's the acronym for KTM? Uh, I don't know, man. Don't ask me. I know you got some joke for it. No, me, it's like something, it. uh, <laughs> something mechanic or. I really don't know. I, I never, I never bothered looking into it. All I know is that I'm on Team Orange. If I had money, it's like no, <laughs> no, no, a good mechanic or. Yeah, those high uh, intervals, right? But I got one, dude. My buddy works at the KTM dealership, man. He'll fix you right up. Hit up Vince. Yeah, I guess I'd fuck with one, but it's a lot of money, man. What's the KTM cost nowadays? Mm, eight. Grand and up. Starting, yeah. And up. Like, that's a lot of money. That's like for like a small jam. I don't know. Versus like. Probably 10 gets you like a really nice bike. I just wonder like uh, why people get in them sometimes. I watched that video that the dude, he got a like a Craigslist DR200 and went to a KTM race. Basically. And so they, he didn't start with the race class. The whole race class took off and blasted out of the gates. And he waited like 10 or 20 seconds before he whole shot it because he was technically in a different class they all had bigger bikes <coughs> nice suspension shit like that so it wasn't his class of bikes and he took off and clearly won the whole shot because it was just him and the next thing you know he's fucking clipping them off left and right on a thousand dollar 
DR200 because that, he's a good rider. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with rider skill, dude. Like, if you can fucking, like, if you can ride a small bike or a, a smaller CC or smaller motorized bike fast, it's better than riding a fast bike slow, you know? Yeah. But why do people buy KTMs in our class of rider skill? Do they think, think it's going to make them a better rider? No, I just think it's style, it's aesthetics. I think I think it's performance. The power's there. The power's definitely and, there. Not and if you get a 500. And the weight compared to like a DRZ to a KTM is like a big difference. So you have this small, nimble bike with a shit ton of power that if you, that you ever can't needed touch it. The ground on. If you ever needed it, you got it. But most people are- don't need it. Like a lot of people put like the flywheel like weights on them to like kind of tame them a little bit. And then, like, the 690s and some of the fancier KTMs have toggle switches under the seat that, like, sets the, like, the RPM range or, like, the how it performs. You have, like, oh, yeah. it's kind of really aggressive. Well, no, they have wild. a toggle switch on the handlebar now. Yeah, you can change the curve right on the handlebar. Yeah. And uh, some of them don't come with that switch, but they're yeah, all they, equipped. But they're under the seat. They have it's it already. It's all equipped for it. You just plug it in. You plug yeah. the switch in and add it. Yeah. You don't need the throttle switch because it's already on the, under the seat. The only way to change it though is with the switch, or you change the. Or pen. you just, or you just do like my boy Vince said. He's like, dude, put it on the fast setting and fucking leave it. Yeah, what leave do you mean it. change it? <laughs> yeah, why would you want to change it? Why would you want to change it, dude? We're gonna get into it. Let's make this fucking call and let's talk to Pete. Let's find out about. Um, yeah, we're new, bojangling. Let's new, get into yeah, it. Yeah, the new updates with uh, second stroke mopeds. Nine o'clock. He's probably pissed. Uh, I'm trying to like be better about like. Because, like, you know how it is. Yeah. We, we run on moped time. It's a moped podcast. I run some moped time. It's like, yeah, we might show up at 8. Yeah, we might get started at 8. Yeah, we might get started at 8.30. Yeah. We tell people, we're like, we're going to call them at 8.30. Maybe. You know? like We'll call you when on, we're ready to call you. I don't want to keep them waiting too long. But it's like, it's harder since we're not, like, in studio with the same people. It's like, yeah, we're like, we kind of catch up. We try to do all this other stuff. So... We're keeping it to a minimum. We didn't go on an hour rant Let's by ourselves, which we, is good. We kind of did. No, dude, 30 minutes. We did all right. Yeah, we talked about good. the pipe. We talked about a rally coming up. We caught up in the week. So you're saying we're on schedule? We have an itinerary. Pretty much. 30 minutes is on schedule. Um, I forgot that time. I'm not calling his cell phone. Ooh, isn't that funny? I almost called him on the wrong phone. And then we really, really been blowing it, huh? Pete's one of the last few people in the world who still has a landline, apparently. I believe. I think that's where he's at right now. Hello. Yeah, we're Hello. looking for Pete's mom. <laughs> um, Pete's mom. Uh, I'm trying to catch. I'm trying to see the childhood pictures. Uh, I want to know all about the all of the embarrassing moments. I hear your mom's got uh, good meatloaf. <laughs> uh, well, this isn't the house I grew up in, so you're not going to see much of the. Uh, Childhood photos in here, but Son of um, a bitch. you have reached the right place. This is this is yet yeah, the Diario residence. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome again to Dude. the Moped hey. Podcast. That's a is this our first real second like official one, or have we had another one? I I can't remember if we've had we've had Charlie on twice, but one who was telling a different story. So this is like our first. Right, like, let's just stop there and just say this is the first official follow up. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's our first that, official follow-up. Very nice. That's a big deal Dude. for me, anyway. Yeah, because that means you thought enough yeah. about us to like answer the damn phone and come on again. So, <laughs> so thank you very much, Pete. We love you. Dude, Pete, you're, in, you're very welcome. Pete in the well, game. Well, I mean, you guys have done so many of these things. Um, you know, what, what is this? Zero five 
seven? What, is, what, what number are we at? We're on five zero five nine, dude. Zero five nine. See? Yeah, dude. Nine. Five nine. Next week is um is episode sixty, and we're gonna have our uh, raffle next week. So. So that's another one. Okay, yeah, that's right. Every every ten, right? Yeah, every ten episodes, we do a raffle. We give out some swag, which we still have some of your stuff, which is pretty cool. So you do. Okay. will take it. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> did I send you too many extra smalls? No, uh, dude, we have some. We don't we have, have much have, left. We'd have like maybe one or two sizes. shirts or something. All uh, right, we got on. a good mix. You know, actually, you bring up shirts. I'd, uh, I'd be happy to send you a couple of uh, new ones. We Ooh, just, the ones just, from the campaign? Yeah, the ones from the campaign. I've got to, once that's like, uh, once the Indiegogo is over, um, I'll put them on the website and stuff, but I got a bunch. I'd send you guys a few for the We will accept them as long as they come packaged with an electric bike to test. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. We'll just take the damn t-shirts. <laughs> How's it going with I, all that? You, you, yeah, clearly you've been busy fucking dialing it in. You haven't killed yourself. You're still alive. Well, I'm. I am still alive. I'm still here. The and, moped uh, hasn't run you into the wall. No out of control throttle responses. Right. No, I didn't get bucked off the bike uh, yet. Mm. Yeah, but we're still. We're you know we'll continue to test push the the boundaries. But you know um. Uh, with the relocation, if, if we're going to start there, you know, now I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm, I'm, my goal is to move the entire production of the moto down to Florida. Kind of slowed me down a bit, um, but I guess that um, that was sort of the plan to build those two prototypes, get Indiegogo moving, and then while we're sort of like seeing what's going to happen with that, um, do the move and kind of rear, rear up down here. <clears throat> So how's the how's the whole Indiegogo thing work? Is it like because I've heard of like I've I've used Kickstarter before, but like Indiegogo is like I've kind of glanced at stuff on there, but I haven't followed it super hard. Is it one of those things where people do multiple campaigns until they get it right, or how how are you guys? Doing um, that? that might be that might be the move. Um, because I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm never a uh, first first come first. Oh, I'm not sure that's the right thing, but. I don't always get it right the first time, um, but yeah, if it if it doesn't hit the first time, you could tweak it and try it again. And um, I have it set up where it's not going to kick in for real unless we meet our goal. Um, so the the investors don't pay until the goal is met to actually kickstart the project. Well, you know what? I think I think the way it works is that when someone commits, they do uh, send the money. It okay. goes into like escrow, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Google holds, holds it, and then um, and that's considered the commitment. And if the goal is met, um, Indiegogo takes their their cut, of course, and then the funds get released to me, and I could you know make magic happen. So I assume um, that if the goal does not get met and the project does not pull forward, that escrow will get dispersed to the people who invested. All that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's the the safety net, of course. Um, that's, that's good versus, to have. Yeah, for everybody, and, and actually for everybody, because I truly can't like make that sort of move unless I get a bunch of people on it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, 
Uh, I I am in, invested in this project to do 40 bikes. I keep on saying that, 40 bikes, because that's the, you know, the amount of materials I have. Um, minus batteries and, and motors. I don't have those here in stock, but um, the forks, the frames, the wheel sets, and all the little giblets like that I do have. So um, in the end, if I can't ever get the right commitments and get a, a true 140 commitments, um, then I'm just going to build the 40 and I'll do them, you know, in groups yeah. of five or 10 and, and just sell them. Start doing it that way. And maybe when I do that, once I get those 40 done and out there and people are, you know, talking about them and they're out in the world, then the, it's time to do the Indiegogo. But I'm, I'm open-minded. I'll, whatever, I mean, whatever, however happens, it happens. As a moped shop, like, you had to diversify slightly up in New York to keep the money flowing, keep things moving yeah, forward, I, keep the I, lights on. No. You know, when you're when you're down there and you're building forty bikes, have you looked into like diversifying the electric market versus like let's just say the old saying, if you can't beat them, join them, sort of thing? Like, hey, I've got my bike and I'm working on putting it out there, but in you know, if you, I also have these other bikes which I've got from other vendors or whatever that's something I've looked into their product and truly think is a good product and we can service it. You know, have you looked into like providing other bikes as well? Yeah, um, sure. Um, you know, down here I'm focused a hundred percent and actually that's, that's a good point. Like, you know, the exodus from New York, at least myself and all of my manufacturing type stuff. Um, you know, New York uh, would have been very difficult for me to continue to do this project with all the other products that I had going on. We, um, I mean, several directions, you know, between the building the bikes and running the retail store and doing online sales and trying to get more importing type things and uh, the movies, you know, the, the episodes, of course. A lot of directions. Like pulling myself away and just focusing on this. Um, saves me a lot of money because um, it's expensive being in New York True. and, and uh, staying in that space. So it was time, and the lease was up anyway, and it was either um, either find another space in New York. I mean, I could have stayed in that space, but, you know, the rent just continued to go up every year. Um, and if you don't mind me space. asking, what does a space like that cost in comparison for us in Richmond? Like a space like that would probably cost around seventeen hundred to twenty five hundred, depending on locality in mm. a decent area. You know, mm, yeah, that that was that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I knew. I know New York prices are up there. So, like, you got to think about your rent. Um, then you got to pay well, employees I mean, and I'll, still make a profit. I'll, 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 I'll drop numbers, sure. I think that that would be a shocker. Um, The rent for that building, which was, you know, 5,000 square feet spread across two floors plus a third floor on top, which were offices, which I only used a couple offices, uh, was 7,400 a month. Per month, out of your pocket before... You make any profit or anything that that gets paid no matter what, so that people have a place to show up and go to work. Sure, yeah. You know, that's the a landlord is the landlord's my partner, and he does nothing for me; just mm-hmm. provides the building. Yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy? Yeah. 
people don't think and about that shit when you start, th- you know, like, oh, how, do, how does a moped shop survive? How does, like, some survive? And you're looking at it and, like, or how do they die? Or how did, how did, why did things change when you look well, at price of I mean, things? We, we also had, like, a, a very special scenario Niche. to be in that space. Yeah, we, we were doing almost importing. Yeah, but, so, that, you but know, that alone is an astronomical know. amount of money to most people to just be able to pay that and still turn a profit. You know? It, it's true. It, it was a lot of money. And, and, and um, you know, most of the money that came in came up, went out to expenses. It wasn't just the rent, too. I mean, now that I've really opened my, my eyes and, and to see how, I've been in New York for like 13 years, like, it's just like how it is there. But yeah, utilities, um, I, I'm, rent, insurance. Oh, utilities for that building in the summertime is electricity bill alone could be up to $1,400 a month to get the AC moving and all the cooling. Okay. I've been down here in Florida, which I guess has the cheapest electricity in the country. Probably No heat, hardly any air conditioning. Yeah. Only, some, you know, only the air conditioning. I'm down to like... A hundred dollars a month. Mm. Should have moved to Richmond. That's what that's what our utilities are. Yeah. Oh my god! I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. At our shop. Plus, um, I mean, there's a lot of things, but you know, in the other big one that I recently just settled up with was the you know liability insurance for the building. I was paying thirty two hundred a year for that up in in New York, and I just paid the insurance here five hundred bucks. Of the year. Yeah, so I have a friend that owns a local motorcycle shop, and I was talking to her about insurance. My wife does insurance. I was like, what does it cost? Like, what's the liability here? So, like, if this place, something happens, and, like, all the bikes are destroyed. She's like, yeah, I pay about $30,000 a year in insurance, just for insurance for the building and the employees and stuff. But yeah. Charlotte has a lot of I mean, expensive bikes and stuff there. Yeah. It's like... I mean, but that's a ton of overhead, dude. It's crazy when you think you about do, it. Yeah, huge. Huge, and that's just like we're spending that money just this. Just you know, just 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 maybe. Yeah, it's not like you can pay that as you need it. You got to fucking pay it. That's just it. You have to pay it. Yeah, you have to. I have a small business. I pay thirteen hundred bucks a year, or whatever it is, fourteen hundred bucks a year for the three million dollar policy. But I have zero liabilities really that are going to cause any issues. You know, and it's still Mm -hmm. and it's not like I can pay it if I need it. I got to fucking pay it. You know, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's a good move for so, you because now you're able to focus more money, a little bit more time, and actually push this project into the next stage it's going to need to get put into. Exactly. What, what I need is time and to just continue to, to live like that up in New York is just, you know, wasn't going to happen much longer. Um, so I had to, you know, break away. But now I have that time. I have that time. We could put the money towards things that we want to be putting it towards, and I think it's it's going to be a little transition, but I think it's going to be okay in the end. Yeah. And then, as far as the shop, you know, I've been very lucky uh, trying to make this happen all sorts of different ways to keep Second Stroke in New York. And um, JP, one of my guys, and JP maybe not be one of the guys that everybody knows about because you know I talk about Drew and and the uh, you know. Zach and all my Scott and all my guys like they're on the show a lot, but JP's been there forever. We just hasn't really been on the camera for that much, but he's uh, been one of my guys for a very long time, and he, you know, has put that in his hand. And I have a nice, uh, you know, 
franchising uh, situation where he's continuing the name and he's uh, he's he put all of my stuff that's retail and repair related in storage right now. He's looking for a new spot. You know, that's new, great news. Yeah, yeah. Spot, you know, you know yeah. where the yeah, you know, spot, you know where he's trying reasonable. to find a location at. Uh, I mean, he's trying to find a spot in Brooklyn or Queens. You know, he's still in New York, but. Um, Something that's like a thousand square feet, something that's not too big and keeps the, you know, the overhead not crazy. A couple of benches, some storage area. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's awesome. That's good. What I'm glad the, to hear that. What was the square footage of the old location? He said it's 5,000. No, the old location. Oh, the OG location. Oh, the original? Yeah. Yeah, the original was like like that, a thousand square feet, you know. I had a basement that was also a thousand square feet, so 2,000 mm. altogether, but uh, for some reason the landlord didn't consider the basement as a usable space even though we use yeah, that was a that was uh, a great spot i'd been there a couple times and it's like you had the storage in the back you had like you know the shelves you made like it was a good spot yeah. for like you know for a moped shop you know i i had to visit it before i left new york to see <laughs> like what what happened there and could you believe this shit there's a coffee shop in there now fucking of course like dude. a legit like Gingerfied artisan hard. Coffee. Gentrified hard. hard. Yeah, you're welcome. That slow over pour. Yeah, with, with, that, with that fucking killer basement, they could have put some, like, giant uh, barrels in there and been brewing beer or something, you know? Oh, oh yeah, sure. We no, know, I, I, asked about, I asked about that. I was like, so, hey, how's the uh, the apartment doing downstairs? But I had, like, an apartment down there for, you know, forever. That's where I was actually was living in the basement for years. And... And he's like, "Oh yeah, we had to like rip that all out. That wasn't up to code." <laughs> I'm like, oh. "I'm like, oh, okay, oh, sorry." Because it was like there was so much stuff down there. I mean, like we had like re um, like sound barriered the rooms because we had practice spaces down there. I guess originally we had practice spaces down there. Like bands would like perform and would pay for space and. We had like rubber in the walls and like there was so much material. I think I. I poured sand in the floorboard to like dampen the sound more. Dude, it was. I mean, it, I, soundproof. You could have for, filmed a porno there. Yeah. Oh, nobody would ever know. <laughs> nobody would know. Um, and then, and then I was like, "Oh, how about the barn in the back?" Because we had this like killer barn that me and Sadat put together. You know, like back then. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, we had to take that down too." Nothing <laughs> was sturdy. So dude. They had all to lift everything. Yeah, lift. Oh man, all gone. Oh. Damn, but you said you had the years yeah. though. You got the memories, man. A lot of people have good fond memories of that spot. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I wish we filmed more back then. I only have like those few episodes of, of the back, and it seems like so long ago, really. But yeah, but it wasn't that long ago. It was just you know three and a half years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, it seems long, but it's like it's it's short. Dude. It's all blink of an eye, man. Dude, how's the how's the YouTube channel going? I mean, I've seen like it's gotten some pretty good growth lately. Like I've seen like you know more plays and more comments, and like I saw you guys had some people who just like watch the podcast. I mean, watch the uh, YouTube and don't even ride mopeds showing up to hang out and stuff. I know, yeah, I can't believe. It. I wonder, I wonder how many people are truly like that. But that was funny. Those guys from uh, where was it? It might have been Wisconsin. But uh, the yeah, the dad had like a moped when he was a kid. Didn't, doesn't have a moped now, but stumbled upon on the channel and like just you know fell into it. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the channel continues to grow. Um, we really slowed on our 
filling episodes at the moment, but um, I got one, you know, being edited right now. I was, I actually started editing myself, but I sent it to Alex to finish up because he's just better at it than I am. Yeah, it's <laughs> better at editing yeah. uh, episodes. Um, he's he's actually fantastic at it, but he should be done with that in a couple days. And and this is just another update of um, what's going on. I actually, go to JP's temporary space he has a, a little workshop in in brooklyn um where he's working on you know a lot of the repairs that um just kind of like left over when we uh, left and mm-hmm. i go check that out and you know we, right, can, we uh we check JP out the t-shirt find um the location is easy to find no like in general you're like saying? you're still gonna have your customers popping in all right and like calling you or whatever just normal rando New York customers. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all updated on the website. Um, the address should be up there. The phone number that the shop used to go to goes directly to JP's uh, phone. So, you know, he's going to reach him at the, at the old number. And uh, I think he has it set up more like appointment only just because it's not a storefront necessarily, but like a workspace. Um, and I don't think he's there like, from 9 to 5 necessarily, but and I think, um, I think you know, we're, we're coming... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, he's working with the, the customers one by one. So if anybody cool. needs something and they were like, hey, what happened? You can just give them a call. Like, set it all up. Nice. Awesome. We're coming to Florida pretty soon. Hopefully we'll catch you out there. There's a rally uh, in Tampa, Tampa. Bay. Are you, yeah. going to the Tamp- are you going to the Tampa rally? Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm hoping to, to fucking find you and give you a bit of a hug and kiss. I will be there. I will be at the Tampa rally. I was just talking nice. to Steve who, like, I think he's behind it. Yeah, he's behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. He's uh, from Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just talking to him a couple of days ago and kind of catching up or really just meeting him for the first time on the phone. I, um, I haven't met him yet, but he seems very excited that I'm I'm around and, you know, I can't wait to, like, check out the new, new area. Mm-hmm. I don't really know any people down here. I, I know I know that Steve's there. I know that someone from the Queen City Barons uh, from Charlotte is, like, moving to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're moving to St. Pete, and I, I had to, you know, maybe bump it to him soon. There's I a, like, you know. Is it Walt, who lives in Sarasota, runs a scooter shop in Sarasota? There's a dude named Walt, and he's really nice, and he's got a nice right, setup no, out I there. I do know Walt and Monica. From, yeah, Monica's, uh, man, she's a force to be right with, and Walt's a rad dude, and he's got a nice shop. He, Walt's dirty, a little high-strung, but he's a hell of a nice guy. Dirty pet cops. Yeah, dirty yeah pet cops. and I know those two. I haven't talked to them in a, in a couple years, but we, when I was, like, we're scouting out moped shops in Florida when we were doing the Tomos thing. Yeah. Very, very beginning. I went down and saw their shop. The Tomos They've got a nice oh, yeah. fucking shop, too. And it's, again, like, it's a nice, small... And it's a big spot, but it's, like, it's almost too small for them, but then again, like, you get too big, and then all of a sudden it's just... You got a fucking retail store, and it's not cool anymore sort of thing. Like, their shop is really, really perfect. It's really cool. It's fun to go in and visit it. Nice. Yeah, there is a balance in there i'm i've you know i'm seeing that myself you know getting too big is uh is a dangerous dangerous you be very cautious yeah we want to get a, i mean like jason and i and even i've got a small city garage we talk about all the time it's like yeah we'd love to get a big shop to not necessarily for retail but even just more space for us to do more shit in and it's like yeah but if you guys bail somebody's got to pay the fucking rent you know and if i can't yeah. if i can't do yeah. it because somebody's got to sign the lease and deal with all that shit. And if I can't physically pay the lease on my own, I'm not going to rent it. Right. 
That's right? the way to go about it. Yeah, that's so that's why we're stuck in a little two-car garage still. And don't get but stuck, you know. That's, that's how I started the original moped shop. I, it wasn't just me involved, you know. It was me setting it up, but then all my friends were going to rent space so that they could work on their bikes, and that, that's what kicked it off, you know. Uh, I guess when people started backing out, because they did, you know, people get in and out of mopeds, you know, I don't know what the what the, the national average is for moped involvement, but in New York, it's about a two-year turnaround. Yep. <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, is that the same elsewhere? I'd swear it's so almost like, faster uh, around here. You because know, you the, get it's like six new months face. around here. Yeah, the thrill is really gone in our town because it's a college town, and they get like crazy into it. Because they saw something and they get that fleeting like wonderlust love for a second, and then they buy it, they ride it for the first three days they bought it, and then they lock it up, and then they it rains on it for four weeks, and then they try to start it, doesn't start, and then they're over it. So we're looking at six months to two years. Yeah, that's the general turnaround. Um, I mean, I never, I don't get that, but I mean, I guess that's that's the nature of things. I. I have had friends that have been into mopeds and had trustworthy mopeds that got them around and then something happens and they just decide not to ride it anymore and they go back to the subway. How? <laughs> how do you do that? How is that possible? But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, just, Maybe the scenery's better. Dude, how does, how does it feel to be away from the subway, man? Um, I mean, I haven't used the subway in years anyway, but um, <laughs> it, it's good. Yeah, the subway is, um, like, I don't know. It's what, it is what it is. It's great that it's there, toxic? but you don't want it. Yeah, it's toxic, sure. It's yeah, fucking toxic. Dirty. Mm-hmm. It's not even that it's just the dirt. It's just the, like, the random amount of interactions that you could have at any given amount of time. Some, some of them positive, I guess, but I can, you know, you can bump into someone that just wants to, like, kick your ass or, you know, someone that, Pushes you out of the train. It's just like negative. Virtually uh, impossible to mind your own business. Virtually impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Florida, Florida is fucking a nice place to be. I mean, sunny and seventy. Uh, it, 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 it is nice. Although it's funny because, um, man, it, you know, there's the good and the bad. I I spent the last I don't know I, uh, six hours trying to hunt down cockroaches. I was going to say lizards, yeah, because my bud's got a place um, down there. Well, like, I don't mind the lizards. The lizards fucking lizards horrible, in the bedroom will you know? drive you crazy sometimes. You're like, fuck, where's he at? The son of a bitch is in the pillow. But he's not. <laughs> but you think he is. <laughs> you, you think he might, you know, wiggle in your ear. Um, sure. Yeah. the cockro- uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even mind the lizards. I they don't call them cockroaches the down there. They call them palmetto bugs. I know, and I'm in palmetto. <laughs> I'm in the heat of it. You're in the fucking That's mix. That's the town. That's I'm in it, man. <laughs> yeah, they don't call cockroaches. But yeah, we were cockroaches. like, something happened. Like, we left something in the garage, and they, like, feasted on it, and there's just cockroaches everywhere, and we'd be hunting them down for, like, again, six hours, you know? Damn. I think we got the most of them, but... A battle, and you're um, war. Don't get your salt gun. Was, like, when I was in New York, we saw cockroaches up in New York, too, of course. I mean, every, every month or every couple months, we see a cockroach, a big big sucker in the kitchen or whatever and we're like, you know, hunt it down, squish it we're like, oh, fucking city. I've killed thousands of cockroaches <laughs> in the last 30 days down here. They are so many more 
town here. I was walking through Richmond and it was like Cary Street, one of the like up in fancier spots in our town, like city life, you know, like all the people from outskirts come here to shop and eat, like Cary Town. And I'm walking down the street, yeah. had a couple beers, and I'm heading to one of my favorite little like uh, cheese, uh, grilled cheese bars. And I looked down at the fucking grate, and it's nighttime, and it looked like something out of, uh, uh, what the hell is that space movie with Will Smith? Uh, Men in Black. Looked like something out of Men in Black. <laughs> Men in Black. And I look at the fucking grate, uh, like the little steel grate on the ground, and all these little fuckers are like poking the little nettles out, like the little antennas. like, <laughs> And it was thousands of these fuckers waiting for the fuck all I don't know what they're waiting on, but they're just <laughs> down there. Chilling. I mean, they're um, not. They're waiting on from. Uh, yeah, they're not scaring around. They're not scared. They're all like just like watching the scenery as if we're the fucking zoo. You know, like coast is clear, bro. Yeah, the coast is clear. <laughs> they're getting ready to take off. I'm like, holy fuck, Ashley, did you see that? She's like, see what? I'm like, impressed look. with like the intelligence, the average intelligence of a cockroach. They're like very, very smart. Yeah, it, it, they almost have like a, a conscience. Like we have a a, a recent Ew. thing of a stink bug, and if you like. Pretend like you're gonna squish it and smash your finger near it. It basically like, will run. Up. F- yeah, and hide. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. About. Yeah, exactly. They fucking either they'll run from you. They don't defend themselves, but they run or curl up and hide. And it's like, damn. Right, mo- right. Most bugs just have an automatic reaction, just to you know, like just keep trying to dodge your finger and just go around it and continue on your path, versus like turn away and not get squished. You know. Right. You right. don't want to squish those. Bugs, They're more intelligent right? than most bugs. <laughs> Yeah, people keep them as pets, so, man. That's gross. Um, so, so, I mean, we, we, we get we take the good with the bad down here in Florida for now. That, that's yeah. that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm figuring out which is the bad and what. I'm still going to figure out what the good is. I think your next move is focus your uh, e bikes for like the old folks. Make a three wheel. <laughs> the retiree you know e bike with uh, a mount for an oxygen tank. I, I mean, I take that with it's a little true. bit of seriousness. Yeah, I, no, it's very I, true. I went to this, um, I, here's another little, this is, I don't know how much of a story this is. The Big Wheel, Free Wheel, Bike with the Basket. Show. I, I went to this art show yesterday, and, um, you know, the art really, it's, it's wide. Like, people are making, like, mugs, and people are sculpting fish, and, and a lot of the stuff is you could just you buy it and put it in your house. You know, this is Florida. Like, you put, like, a fish on your wall, and, you know. Or the uh, license like, plate cut into a thousand pieces like, to say something. Like, a lot of the stuff, like, I get what these artists are doing. They're making things to sell. And then on the right, you turn the corner, and then there's the art that is just for expression. I mean, it's not for sale. It's it's just weird, you know, dicks and vagina-looking things. It's just, like, <laughs> it, you know. But I could see the it's difference between like someone it. that puts this effort. Yeah, I mean, it's both <laughs> art, but like someone's trying to sell their stuff to the neighborhood. You know what? What people buy down here, and and some art. So I, you know, if I'm gonna play that game and have something that Floridians want, I'm gonna have to figure that out. And maybe it's mobility scooters, or maybe it's not. You know, it's something else. It's like um, it's the kick scoop. Maybe the kick scoop. I saw I, don't know yet. I saw a couple of those things where it's like the three wheeled bicycle, but it had a sort of an engine set up like your electric bike ad. And I don't know uh-huh. if they're selling, okay. the, you know, like crazy, but people dig them. They're into them. Not yeah. me. Not, not, <laughs> in a, not where we live necessarily, but 
uh, they're out there, and I, I mean, I don't, if the price is right, I'd fucking buy one to rip around. If Dude, you ever so, see me having to ride a trike of any sort, just shut go up, ahead. Jax. What are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. No, it's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, so why? Why did I, you? I, I missed. I missed that. So why did you decide? Why did you decide on Florida? Like, what was the reasoning behind that? Of all the places to go, why Florida? Yeah. Oh, you're right. I could have. I could have uh, easily have saved just as much money, perhaps, and moved to like deep Jersey or or Virginia or some you know anywhere else. But I have a little extra help down here. Uh, my family spends half the year down here. And I thought that would, you know, also be nice. You know, I think about, you know, my family as well. And, and um, I thought, why not? You know, why not move where the, the relatives are? Well, it turns out life is not unlimited. So, like, your happiness and your health and your family's happiness is, you know, got to play a factor in everything you do as well. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, so that's, that's what came, in, came into play there. I think they'd still like it too. Um, conveniently, uh, where Amanda's from, my wife, she's from Plattsburgh. There's only like five places in the world that Plattsburgh Airport like lands to directly, and one of them is here in Sarasota, like not far from here. So that was like just one of the things. Have you been to the Big Cat Farm? <laughs> that made it like all line up. Have you been to the Big Cat Farm yet? <laughs> big Cat Farm? Yeah, the Big Cat like, Sanctuary. Like tigers and yeah, tigers. yeah. My so my friend uh, in our club, his parents have a house in Sarasota. We've got the code to us. We fly down. There's keys to the cars in there. We just punch the code in the door, grab the keys to the car. It's like a just a basically a an apartment complex or a condo, you know, spot with a pool and all that shit. And we drive out to the big cat farm, which is pretty tight. There's a bunch of tigers and ligers, and there's a bear and. All kinds of monkeys, and they rescue them from people who basically buy these pets as exotic pets and can no longer take care of them, or they're illegal, and so they get seized but can't be released back into the wild. So they take them in. Dude, can wow. you imagine it's, it's right in Sarasota. Released in the world, that'd be crazy. Big in Miami, probably go down there and scoop yeah. up a bunch of wild people. I heard that's a big Texas thing too, like having like exotic, like dangerous, like everything's pets bigger in Texas. I, I feel like having a baby is just as dangerous as having a liger. I don't think so. I want a monkey. No, you don't. No, you don't. That'd be the worst shit. They yeah, have. they have a monkey called Chance the Monkey. He's in movies and shit, and like they they does a lot of promotions with them. But yeah, the Big Cat Farm is pretty cool. You check those guys out. They've been on American Pickers and all kinds of stuff. Okay, cool. That I want to out. I don't know that that's exactly the name Not for it, but it's a something monkey. around that lo- that that area. I look up Cat Farm. It's got to be the one thing that pops up. Yeah, for sure. yeah. In Sarasota, much. you can't miss it. In Sarasota. Specifically, can't miss it. There's a bunch of wild. There, there's a lot of fun things to do down here. Like some somebody was complaining, like, "Oh, the west coast of Florida's got nothing to go, nothing to do." It's like so much cool shit to do down here. Um, yeah, we went out to the beach. Uh, it was easy to park, fucking hang out in the water. Didn't cost us a damn penny. You know, I, and oh, uh, I mean, you're singing my song right now. I cannot yeah. believe it. How you know, like if I get my all my kids together and we got to go to like the store. It takes us an hour to get there, and then I got to find a place to park in New York. Yeah. New York. Here, we are there and back, or in like, and we'll even do something in the middle, and it's an hour. Like, we, we can get so much more done here than in New York because the traffic, parking, because, I mean, it's, it's 
um the city center's gorgeous the fucking boats out in the christmas time the boats all light up with all the christmas lights it's pretty fucking legit it's a lot yeah. of fun, fun to go down yeah there. yep i also checked that out yesterday too yeah just like some uh the boats yeah. and some uh, year-long um, perfect weather you know yeah so you're right around the corner from walt man if you're if you're in sarasota you're right there you could fucking throw a rock and hit him yeah, no shit. I mean, maybe 40 minutes away. Yeah, you're close. close. Hey, kids, you want to go to Disney World? No, mm. we did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World's boring now. So I'm trying to go to Miami. Yeah. Turn the fuck up! Turn this wrench. <laughs> plug this wire in, son. It's way fun in Disney World. You ever felt 60 volts to your taint? <laughs> <laughs> dude, so speaking of vaults, dude, like, you want to give us the whole breakdown on the moto? Like, like what the specs are and everything right now? Sure, yeah. The, um, sure. The, the, big, the big angle that I've been running with, and I could change my mind with, with this if, if it, nobody likes it, but, um, you know, we've seen a lot of e-bikes pop up, and they're getting more and more strong and more and more powerful and faster and faster, and I just know it's coming. There's going to be some, Crackdown. you know, long arm of the law that's going to stop this distraction from happening because you know, they, you know people are building like you know 80 mile per hour electric <laughs> bikes and they're just not street legal you know like people going out and using them like like their motorcycles and, and they're not they don't have motorcycle license it's not registered nothing insurance so i'm trying to build something that is moped like moped-esque with the with the appropriate torque and speed that could it's electric obviously that's electric you know, that can get registered. And we have that experience with the whole Tomo um, thing, you know, how to get something uh, DOT approved and EPA certified and all that crap. I have mm-hmm. got all those contacts. Might, might as well put it to good use and build a bike that, that fits in, under that, you know, world. And I think that would be a great angle. Um, but so far, no one's like that angle at all. <laughs> Yeah, because they all want to I can't say nobody, but... Yeah, it's like America, dude. You want bigger, well, right. stronger, are, faster. Yeah. Well, the other side right. is, like, you can build something that's appropriate, that's fun and torquey, but still doesn't, like, go crazy stupid fast, but now the battery life is good, and they're like, yeah, fuck the battery life. That's, that's exactly what, what I'm thinking. So we're using a 60-volt battery that has 35 amp hours in it, which is a lot for... Um, for most batteries, I don't. I can't. I don't know everyone's you know battery pack, but thirty-five amp hours is a lot. Yeah, it's um, more than thirty-four. With the top, mm-hmm. Right. With the <laughs> with the top, it is more than thirty-four for sure. Guaranteed. With the top speed with the top speed of you know forty miles an hour, and with these staff in Turkey, of course, Turkey of hell. I mean, this, we're using like a a mid-drive motor that's geared down. I I think the right number is nine times, like a nine to one. Um, you know, the motor spins nine times, the wheel spinning one. So there's like tons of reduction. Um, so you get in a very torquey bike that you know tops out at a legal speed of forty miles an hour. That's like most fifty cc scooters now will ha- go forty miles per hour top speed. You know, considered uh, a moped. Now, certain, mm-hmm. certain states are, are different than others, but that's the that's a, a popular one. And that's just a gear change difference per state. I mean, you're talking just swap a couple of sprockets, and then now you've got a 35 mile per hour bike that still fits within the parameter. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's our shit. Yeah. We're, we're 35 and here. I have to go super strict 
like Ohio, which, you know, really, it's New Jersey, Ohio being like the two states that are like more strict on the sort of thing. Got to change a couple things, but we can make it a 20 mile per hour bike, no problem. But most people want 40, so, you know, we're talking about the 40 mile per hour. With those staff and that size uh, battery, that, that 35 amp hour battery, you get a pretty, you know, get a pretty good math equation. There, there should be, you know, 60, maybe 80 miles per charge on that. So you're and saying, that's, that's the point. Yeah, so you're saying you could rob three or four liquor stores in your neighborhood before you run out of charge and then get back home. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to get back home. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the key. Number one. Can't be stranded. Yeah. That's a lot of that's liquor stores. Like, you know, 60, 80 miles is like, you can. that's something you can ride for a couple of days without having to worry about charging it, yeah. too. You could take it with you on a camping trip, rip it for the weekend, take it home, and still not have to charge it, and then go to the store and back, and then some. That's a long range. Right. That's, but that's that's what I want to do. You're getting something that that's going the distance, but you know, and, and it'll be a, uh, it'll come with an MCO. It's got a VIN number. You could register it and all that jazz. So that's that's what we have, and that's what I like to see. But if it, like I said, I can always change my mind if people just aren't digging it and, and they rather have a 60 mile per hour bike that only goes like 20 miles an hour, then you could just make some changes. I think you're safer thinking, I mean, maybe not in the moment, but in the future, you're, you're preparing for the future, right? So like, even though like right now, you know, you can make those bikes go and make the, the, the torque specs and the mile per hour top end that people want, but you also have the information and because you're doing it now ahead of, before you even need it to make that bike legal. So like if it cracks down and when it happens, boom, it's just a simple change up in the manufacturing to now we're completely legal and we're still on track, still selling bikes. Everything's legal. Everything's legit. Well, we also do. We, yeah. So we, we did, we always ask like people on the internet, like Instagram and like Facebook and shit, like if they have any questions and stuff to ask. And, uh, active 16 bits had like a pretty cool like idea. What was an idea is you just asked a question about performance parts and I'm coming in from mopeds and like, you know, the whole scene, like our bikes are made to go slow and everyone's buying aftermarket parts and doing all that stuff to make them go faster. Like, is there, you, you see potential for there to be a scene in electric bikes where people selling oh, aftermarket yeah, kits to like make your electric bike faster. So you can buy the stock model, but like you can later buy the upgrades if you want to make it faster on your own. That way you're legally selling a legal moped. And if they want to do their own thing, like you can provide the opportunity. A separate for shipping label for your performance parts. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's like in the spirit of you know mopeds, which we're all very used to, and then like in the spirit of this newer electric bike um, thing, which is is is, is definitely it's that. Except instead of building something, you know, taking an old thing and making it faster, taking like nothing and making it fast. Like people just taking their bicycles and strapping all these huge batteries packed crap on there so that spirit lives in the e-bike world already sure but um we have a motor that can be um uh, put under 40, all, a bunch of different voltages 48 volts would be like the lowest 60 volts that's what we're using and 72 it can go under all three volts so i thought that was a pretty sweet uh you could easily get a bigger battery pack instead of the 60 volt pack do the 72 and get a lot more power just by changing the battery. 
My and then I have to look at the other like equation. If you're going to say like, what are the three main components of an electric bike? It's the motor, the battery, and the controller being sort of like the brains uh, behind the whole thing. It's almost like the computer of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, those come in different voltages, but they also come in ranges of voltages too. Like you don't have to just get the six to get the one that could do sixty or seventy-two. I have to like look at ours and see like what it is, but um, that would be sort of like the goal. It's like all you need to do is get a bigger battery voltage, and it'll just drop right in. You can get more power, or maybe you have to do the battery and the controller. But either way, the motor stays there for sure, and um, just change some things around. I mean, as far um, as I'm sure that goes. if you wanted to go, if you wanted to go ham, like if you want to go Eler mm-hmm. style, uh, you know. Poured it up and big carb and big pipe. You could probably change everything and and just go crazy on it. Oh, wow. um, Full death trap. Yeah, it depends. It's up to you how far you want to go. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a point somewhere, and it's not now. And it, and I don't know even how far in the future it is gonna be. But electric bikes in general have become increasingly popular, and you know, like just people are more and more people are getting into the game. I mean, you you got into it. You know, you're just one a, one peanut in the entire turd, right? So eventually, yeah. he's fucking saying, dude. <laughs> dude, just like that just like that. I mean, today. things will I'm get just sta- one little piece of corn in the turd of yeah, the e-bike world. Exactly. <laughs> well, at what point do these parts and these batteries? So like, you go and buy batteries nowadays that are, they're all a basic standard battery. Are, are those parts becoming more and more standardized? So like. To swap out something, say, I've oh, got this electric oh, yeah. motor. Can I oh, now yeah. just upgrade that electric motor? It, things are becoming much more standardized, I've seen over the years. We've done electric stuff for a while now. We started with the the, the Moto City that we started getting those like four or five years ago. And, um, and I've seen, you know, patterns. You know, I, I think I said it in one of our episodes, like, there's, there's like for sure. I, mean, I don't know if this for, for a fact, really, but there's definitely one <laughs> is large. A, if you're on this show, factory. it's a fact. Yeah, if you're on this it's a fact. So, so I'm saying there's a big factory in China that just makes e-bike parts for everybody, and and other companies buy their pieces and like re, you know modify their pieces them. and and then yeah and then yeah exactly and then you're you get sent to America they get rebranded again and it's, they're all coming from one place because everything fits. Everything fits. You could change things around. Everything fits. The only way you get something truly unique is if you are, you know, if you're building uh, or you're getting something customized every single, you know, square inch. That, um, but we're not doing that. Like, I mean, that that uh, makes no for a tough does. market because now the competition's easier to to upgrade. But at the same time, it makes it, you know, like. What what's the clever next move to stay on top of that? So when people buy shit, they know that they can get quality, reliable, uh, you know, efficient parts, you know, things like that. Like it's, I mean, this is a tough market you're diving well, you into. Know, you know, as 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 the like aftermarket game, like how do you know you're buying parts when you're buying parts from from China yeah, or whatever? yeah, how do you know you're getting the right shit? Like I, and, I mean, no, that's that's the that's the trick of the trade. I mean, that's like. That's everything. It, it, it's not easy to figure that out. It, well, that's where it, you come into play because um, then they know that when they get it from you, they're getting the right at, shit. At my expense, yes. I've bought things and said, crap, this is this is absolute crap and tried another company. And yeah, I've done a lot of that. And it, it's, um, it's 
definitely the whole thing is figuring that out. Um, yeah, my bikes are made with good stuff. That's, that's what we want. We've selected it. We've tried it. We didn't like it. We got something else. And, and then that's what we have. I've done um, that a few times. Bought some shit. Thought it was the right part. Thought it would fit. Look good. Everything looked perfect. Get it in the mail. It is half the size of the part I need. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it looks exactly the same if it was magnified. I bought a right. clone carburetor right, right. off a of Wish. Just for shits and giggles. It was like 20 bucks. Got a mouse pad with a picture of the carburetor on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mouse pad that I use. I bought a bunch of Chinese Bings. <laughs> I, I do a lot of like part sales and like, you know, I try to save a few bucks here and there. So like I uh, bought some Bings off of uh, Amazon and they yeah. offered them. I think it was like normally $25 or a carburetor. There are 15 Bings. Of course, they're clones. You know, the, the quality is, you know, of whatever condition. And sometimes they're good, nice finishes, and sometimes they're really bad. But they were on sale. They're like $19 each or something. So I bought three or four of them. I was like, eh, whatever. We'll see what happens. Bought them all in. They all came in boxes, clearly stamped 15 millimeter. None of them were 15 millimeter cars. <laughs> they must have been like, I don't even think they were 12. They were like 11. The, the, none of the holes were drilled bigger than my pinky. Damn. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm glad I didn't sell this to a customer as a 15 millimeter car without looking at it. You got, know, like got them. Yeah. So you never yeah. know what you're gonna get, but like if you get something from Second Stroke, and and these guys are out here actually making these bikes and ordering the parts or ordering these upgrades, you know that you guys have done the fucking footwork, you know, and mm. and if you're selling it, you know that what you've got basically and what you're putting out there. Oh yeah, dude. As yeah. far as far as the controllers and stuff go, and everything on the bike, does that like? Cause that's the brands of the whole thing, and that like does that handle like the speed and like the battery like life and like everything's like displayed on there in a you know easily readable way. Yeah, the, the controller is sort of the brains of it all. So you know, there's the wires that go to the battery. Um, there's the three phase wires that'll go to the motor. Um, the sensor wires also go to the motor. That, that that'll go to the controller as well. Um, whether you're squeezing the brakes or not, like, yeah, it's pretty much all the wires go to the controller and it sort of like figures out, you know, how to, how to make happen whatever you want it to do. So when you pull the throttle, you want it to go and it's gonna, it's gonna figure it out for you. Sounds um, like magic. On that, all controllers are built the same or made alike. Um, some of them, you know, are more complicated than others. They have sine wave controllers and square wave controllers and, some of them, you know, there's, there's reason to have one or the other, but um, and and some companies make these these more expensive but excellent controls that are programmable. You could like get in there with a Bluetooth app and oh, yeah, cool. them, which is nice. Um, so you sort of like modify it as as you want it. Um, yeah, but they're it's it's pretty it's pretty huge. And that being that the brains, I mean, you can even get you can get one control that's made for sixty. Um, for the like a certain size motor, and you can get it forty amps, sixty amps, eighty amps, and, and the more amps, the more power. Okay. Um, the more the more amps, the more power, the more expensive it's going to be. Um, so you know the controller prices range from like twenty dollars each to like two hundred dollars each. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, with the whole with the mid drive kind of setup that you guys have. Is there a way to put pedals on them, or 
is it is it only yeah i kind of figure that out because it's been being requested so much and i think that the, the best way to incorporate it in our bike is to get a, a different sort of rear wheel something that could be done where we have you know the two the two sprockets like a poop you know get the, the drive sprocket on the left hand side and a freewheel sprocket on the right we could you know incorporate a shaft and uh look that way but to have it direct into the motor like a tomos wood or minarelli or something like that it's not going to happen it's too it's too it's just already there can't really do that yeah, yeah. something something like a poop style is, is possible I just have to. I can't do it in the first forty because I already have all the wheels. Yeah. Um, but in the in the future, um, we find something else that'll that'll make it happen. Okay, dude. I know we we no. had an episode with um, this guy. I believe his name. I can't remember. I feel bad now because. But I was just talking today. I think his name is Jason. I think that might make sense because I was like, man, I remember the name being really easy because my name's Jason. But he does, <laughs> you, you know. But I'm like, I can't remember exactly. But he does. Uh, the moped emporium which is like converting yeah, yeah, mopeds yeah. i know yeah. i know about it I, I think i heard that episode um yeah he makes a couple he made a couple e-bikes yeah, yeah out of, out and of he's moped. like he's down there in florida too like i don't think he's too far from here yet, but, but um, yeah. i'm thinking he's gonna be at tampa rally i think it'd be fun to have like one of your bikes out there and like one of his so we can kind of look at them all side by side and people can like test ride and like enjoy like this whole new electric bike thing and see, you know, actually Definitely. get to ride and get a feel it, for it. I could race him. My That's goal cool. to have one of my bikes ready for that rally. I know it's coming up, but um, if we want to switch gears and just talk about what I got going so far. Yeah, let me get um, it. I mean, I'm just still setting up a shop and, and sort of like really taking the breath and, and laying it out in like the way that I want it to be laid out in the most productive way and and, and just really build it for production so that I could, you know, take the raw parts, get them treated in uh, acetone and power washed, painted, and then in an assembly line. And just, like, really have a good flow. And, and I'm still setting up shelves, and I'm not even, like, at the point where I have the air compressor even hooked up. I mean, I, it, it's taking a little time. but and you're doing this all by as, yourself, too? Well, well, fortunately, I have um, uh, some help with Darius. If you guys remember Darius, who was like my captain back in Mission 23, mm-hmm. um, he is down here. He lives in St. Petersburg, which is just one pound away. Is that the so, wagon wheel guy? Uh, what? Um, the who? wagon wheel guy. He had a, he had a killer um, Darius Rucker. Man. Sorry. No, I, I don't know. If, I don't yeah, think I don't know that Darius Rucker is uh, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Come on. Then we definitely know why we don't know who that is. Come on. Nobody. Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, whack. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's cool that he's down there to help you out. Like, you know, setting yeah, stuff up. Yeah, he's helped me out for, for a couple times. But um, I'm going to fly down to Bot when he's ready to like, help <laughs> me out with some stuff. And. And uh, the wizard man. And if Drew, you know, if Drew's available, he he said to come down and help me out. Gotta like set it all up with these guys and get a little little help here and yeah. there. I'm gonna need to find some some guys down here. I I really haven't met like anybody too excited to like work at the shop um, so far, but gotta find those retired uh, NASA scientists. There's some retired moped kids down there, man. 
I'm I everyone got, yeah, in Florida gotta, is retired. Spread my wings and, and make the right connections for sure. Hopefully, for sure. this rally too will help, like you know, get in touch with some more you people. No, you're around, right. Around you're, the area. you're right. That rally might be a good, a good little networking. Did you bring a moped? Yeah, I'm excited. With you, that's like up and ready to go to ride. I got my here. I got my my derby, uh, my old trusty derby. I got my uh, my Kawasaki MC1. It's not really a moped. It's Size. Dude, what about the fastest bike in New York City? I, that, and I couldn't theory? let that go. No, I brought it. I pulled. <laughs> I pulled it out of the truck, and my dad was like, "Why did you bring this? Why, out of all the things, why did you stop?" <laughs> you wouldn't understand, Dad. You wouldn't understand. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I went on a whole thing. I was like, "This should be the fastest bike in Brooklyn." Couldn't let this go. And sure, he. he he didn't understand about no, not at all. Uh, hey, okay, I might, I might actually have some time to do that now. That's awesome! Um, Hell yeah! Down here. So, what are you going to bring to the and rally? Actually, I don't know. I mean, if I could finish an electric, uh, if I have, I, I the two that we built for the the video and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff were sold, so I, I don't have them anymore. But I have to, yeah, I've got to build them. You should just uh, yeah, rent one of those electric the derby. Yeah, the derby, that derby's sweet. Knock the dust That's off sweet. it. That thing's great. <laughs> Dude, so yeah. as far as, like, yeah. the uh, the production of the e-bike and everything, and, like, you're setting up the factory and all that stuff now, like, what are your plans as far as the aesthetics go? Are you trying to keep the shape and the look you have now, or is that just, like, a proof of concept and it's going to evolve from there? Well, I mean, uh, sometimes things can change slightly, but, I mean... As far as the video quality goes, like if you've seen the bike in the video and you get to just what it looks like, you bet it's probably not going to change much from that visual. There might be some slight things that are barely noticeable, like the control layout of that might change. But no, the, the bike, the way it looks in the video, it's probably how it's going to stick, yeah. I have the, the mold all made for the plastic or the, the battery lid. That took lots of trial and error. And I really, but I really got the chance to dial it in at the end of those shop days. So I'm super happy how that came out. Yeah, I think that was um, a question that I was looking into because if you look at the at the way the battery lid is made, the the squareness of it, like how square versus into a round frame, it almost needs, you know, aesthetically, from like a buyer standpoint, like a little bit of a curve or a rounded edge on the front of that tank to sort of like flow in. And that was my, I guess, my only wonder is like, is that something? Is that the actual finished product for the tank? Is it going to change at all? Sure. Is, well, is like, that even something that can be done within reason and cost wise? To, to well, it can be changed quite a bit. We actually tried many different cups, if you could imagine, like on the uh, the bottom side of the lid. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that cut all sorts of different ways. We had this like, and I know what you're talking about, like the. the where it's around. Yeah, and and I was thinking just a little plastic nice. panel you could bolt on even to like just give it that, you know. Uh, where, where though? Like towards the front of the plastic lid? The very front nose of it where the tank meets the frame because I know it hides a lot of electronics in there and like you have to, yeah. you know, and you're cutting flat metal, you're bending flat metal. It's not an easy curve and a thing to like to manage, but you, uh, I think Jason was saying that you guys had that Vacuum, uh, sort of like that's the vacuum form. Pl- yeah, that plastic, yeah. I wonder, that's a crazy I, like, I, I wonder if there's a way to sure. smooth that panel out so it's just like uh, just a smidge more streamlined. I think it would go a long way. 
Okay. I, I would say that, you know, that mold that we made is perfect for the first 40. Yes. And if we were going to do a big run, you know, like we're going to make 100 or 300 of these things, we would probably change the technique and how that was made and not do a vacuum-formed tank at all, but more like a, a plastic injection-formed mold. Yeah, that makes and a lot of sense. Yeah, that's an expensive move because that mold's going to cost big money, but you'd be able to, you know, make the tank higher, higher quality with appropriate tabs already, like, in the plastic and mm-hmm. uh, tons of advantages to do that, but um, I can't do that now. I mean, it's like yeah. that, that mold is crazy. I've seen a lot of guys running the battery in the middle, too, and just, like, not worrying about the tank, and they'll either use the, the tank area as just a storage compartment and then leave the battery exposed and easy to get, you know, to pop in and out. It's a, a clearly a battery, you know, like, and just using that as part of its... How large is the battery? Is it sure, no, I, I'm actually the excited to touch on that. I'm really excited to make a gas almost powered uh, version of our Moto frame because, um, you know, everything is still there to have it be, uh, you know, a gas tank uh, frame, tube frame with the motor where, where we know where we go. But that, that whole, like, tank area, battery lid area would be, like, huge storage for... Tons of stuff. Um, tons so of much stuff. Gear. You know, chains, like, all your gear, if you had a rain gear, you know, gloves, yeah, all your shit you're doing sure. carrying Sure, and, like, in the, in the true street-made style, like, you know, fake tank sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, which people... I, I'm, I joke because people don't like street-made, but... <laughs> that Dude, like, joke all you want, but you can fit a 12-pack of beer. You can almost fit yeah. a whole helmet. I mean, you can definitely fit a 12-pack of beer. But if you, you got a lot of ice, if you try. You can almost fit a helmet. Sure. And, it's it's a, com- and it's a comfy ride. And it's a comfy ride. You can fit tons of crap in there. And that's one of the things I do like about that bike a lot is sure. that the ability to store your shit inside of it. And it's still cooler than that new uh, TT or whatever. Yes. Definitely cooler than the yeah, TT. Yeah, it's well, at least the, the TT got fun going for it. It has an edge of coolness over the street, mate, sure. Yeah, single but side. Yeah, street, it, uh, it thinks it's a Ducati with a single side of swing on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like a Ducati for waterheads. <laughs> I would have loved to see, to have seen the racing TT evolve into a single-sided like street mate, honestly. What's, um, what's this? What's the um, bicycle with the single uh, uh, mono front end? It's like a peg leg or something they call it. You see it? It's got like a, a front fork on it that's a single fork. And it's like a peg leg bicycle, I think is what they call it. That makes my fucking balls shrink up, dude. I feel like nervous. Thinking no, it's that. a fucking special, like a bitchin' suspension, real, like less weight. You don't I, have- I think I've seen that in like, I don't know, I don't want to say Aprilia, but there's there's definitely some like sweet Italian scooter out there that has a single sided swing arm, Sounds single sided front ends, and it's super space age looking. I mean, we're Isn't riding mopeds, right? <laughs> we're looking at electric bicycles handmade by a guy out of Tomo's parts. Everything's fucking <laughs> right. sketchy at this point, you know? Like, when you really want to get into it, like, what's sketchy mean for real? <laughs> Jax is dating hippies, for fuck's sake. There could be a drum circle in his backyard any moment. He could have the clap right now. What is sketchy? Oh, my God. Dude, so you got 40 frames, you got 40 wheels, you got 40 sets. What's the plan 
when you run sell out of, 40 bikes when you run out of 40 frames like is are there more of those frames available are you gonna like get reproduction well i mean that's that's where we're gonna really re-up on some stuff i think and, you, you know, should buy kinetic frames they're gotta be plentiful oh my god <laughs> well actually all these frames are made all these frames are made in kinetic the kinetic makes that that frame oh really it, it, yeah kinetic made the tube frame for tomo Damn. And, um, yeah, they all came from the Kinetic factory. The People shit on the Kinetic, well, I mean, but it's but I, pretty good stuff. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, Kinetic stopped making mopeds. Um, I don't know when they did that. Something like that. Yeah, like late 90s or whatever. Yeah. But they still like this is a company, and they made stuff for Tomos, and they made stuff for a bunch of companies. You go to the Kinetic website, it's all there. Like, they, they're very proud. They proudly make a bunch of stuff for other people. And it's on their website. Um, and I'll second actually, that they do a good job. Told, I'll say that again. You know, what I, what I was told was that Kinetic has like 300 more of these flexor frames just sitting around. And um, the Tomos guys that are still involved um, are going to get them. They're going to they're gonna buy them up and, and store them in their when uh, I don't think that's happened just yet, but when it does, I'll I'll know where to get my frames from. As as like point. that Tomos kind of debacle works itself out. Do you think you'd get back into selling Tomoses again? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, selling Tomoses was so fun, and and people wanted them, and people got excited. But even then, we had like all these little problems here and there. Like I would absolutely. I mean, um, I'm just. One of the best bikes, I mean, you can't buy a vintage moped anymore that's, you know, like if you're buying a, you want a vintage moped, but you want brand new, or what do you get? You get a fucking yeah, Tomos, I mean, you know? Yeah, it's a true, true moped. It's a true two-speed moped. I know they, they, they've changed their motor design here and there throughout the years, but it's got the same two-speed automatic, like, I, I really like it. Actually, I... I haven't touched one in forever because you know we sold out whatever. But um, my dad has one here in Florida, so there's one in the garage, and <laughs> I'm, I'm able to ride it again. Mm-hmm. Give it I'll give you the code to my buddy's house. There's one in his garage. New Thomas. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That, now there's a Thomas in that garage. There's a Tau Tau Thomas and a Honda. What's the little 50 cc? The uh, damn it, it's free. The uh, the city, it's got a, a, a weird name. It's a Honda scooter, oh. but a newer one. I can't. Uh, I don't know. Honda Grom. No, it's it's in that line, but it's it's got a dumb name, and I can't remember. Metropolitan. There you go. Right there in the uh, garage. The yep, the Metro. You can't fuck with the Metro. Metro is a great bike. Slow yeah. as shit, but they always I start. Ain't, I ain't bank. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as a moped person, you could be real. You could be a real moped snob and be like, "Oh, this is a moped. This is a pedals, like whatever." Fuck but that. if you really fall in love with, with like baby bikes, they're all so fun. Whether it's you know free or a metropolitan, you have so much fun with it. Dude, we'll go out there. The battery's dead as shit. I haven't been started a month. The gas stinks like a skunk. Hit the fucking lever and it starts. The same. Yeah, and and, and boom, I'm off to the beer store. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know you can be the self-proclaimed Thomas Guru. Thomas Guru. What's next? We got more questions. We're looking at yeah. Like what, a sheet. what else? What does she got for me? What else well, she got for me? Enjoy the guy. Uh, he just asked about the vlog thing. Like, so, since you're in Florida, are you 
planning to continue the vlog and is it still gonna oh yeah involve I mean, the guys I, in I, new york i was gonna say that with um with the vlog i'm definitely gonna keep up with the vlog but i really want to start doing i think i'll have time to do it while i'm down here it's more stuff that people um want to see that's out of the, the vlog thing i think the vlog thing is can be a little two-dimensional like you want to see it and then that's it it's kind of like no one's gonna be searching for it i'm gonna like uh, want to go back and watch it but like i want to do some more like reviews on on other bikes like other moped type things another scooter e-bike thing I think people like really like that when they they search for oh i want to learn about like like a uh, honda metropolitan like they could find that and say oh look this guy had a review on my on the honda metropolitan so kind of wanna, like i'm not sure if i do one on the honda metropolitan but that's just an example yeah, yeah. there's more stuff like that so and even then, if it's um, not necessarily focused on your shop, you're still you're going to be able to put out some review videos and keep the keep the, the I think videos so. moving. And I, 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 I shot one before I left New York that was on my three wheeler, the Cushman uh, three wheeler. Um, I have to edit it still, but I like I love that thing. If, if you've seen it, in I've the seen them, Yeah, I, I look at them all the time oh. to buy, and I'm just like, fuck, I don't oh, know that I want to get so, into that yet because I don't have so space, good. but. Man. Man, they're mm. so fun. I sold mine to Parker, uh, you know, Upjet Parker, mm. and he is like, love, you know, Parker from. I Upjet. fucking know who Parker is. <laughs> no, Parker is, yeah. Oh, pretty boy. He's Parker. loving it. Like, yeah, yeah. Handsome Devil, fucking uh, Bachelor yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Year. Was the Bachelor movie? <laughs> <laughs> TV show. Minerally C2 Parker? Yeah. Yeah, we all know fucking yeah. Parker. Yeah, now that thing's yeah, sick. I know, yeah, everybody knows Parker, yeah. Um, so I don't know he's got it now and he's loving it, but I also loved it. And there's like zero information about those things online or anywhere. So my, my friends got, got a video about it, you know, the ins and outs and I'll, you know, get it up and on the internet in the near future, like a couple weeks from now. As much and as I, I want, want one of those, more... I want the Honda van, the little tiny little oh, four-drive Honda I, van. And and I did a little bit of that before I left New York, too. Uh, one of our bikes was stolen. Like, the last month we were down, I was down in New York. Like, someone came in. I was ready to, like, to sell a bunch of stuff. Comes in, wants to do a test drive. Says, hey, I want to test drive something. It gives me his ID, a credit card. Pieces out. Does not come back. You know, the ID he gave me was expired. Expired credit card. I'm like, fuck, this guy, like, totally had me he stole that thing did not come back but you know i filed their police report cops got him and i had to go scoop that that bike up um and sky helped me do it in his activan the honda Ooh, yeah. activan <laughs> gorgeous little he's piece a, of equipment park it anywhere oh uh, he's had a sweet one like a dark gray like silver color one yeah with so, the, does it have the high top with the little like bubble windows up top I don't think it has bubble windows and bubble windows up top, but it's definitely the van where it's got seats in the back and they all fold down so you could like throw a whole bike back there. They are sick. Um, and anyway, we're gonna there's a little video snippet of that. We talk about that. That's so, exciting. I can't wait um, to see that. This van is like, legit. Yeah, it definitely falls under the stupid vehicle category, and that's what we like. Technically, it's still kind of a moped, but it does have four wheels. Because it? it, like, I think the top speed is, is maybe sixty miles an hour, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. 
But would you really want to like beat the fuck out of it going sixty miles an hour? Like realistically, it's good at maybe oh, 40, it will, 45. it will eat sixty miles. It will do that all day. Really? Yeah, yeah I've I never mean, driven was, one or been in one, but I'm thinking like if it tops out at sixty, that's like the max. You know, it'll do it comfortably. It's, it's like water cool. It's got five speeds. It's made by Honda. It's not gonna. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, they make it's, one with it, a supercharger. It doesn't get there very fast. I think it takes a legit. 60 seconds to reach 60 miles an hour <laughs> but but it will it will keep you there yeah they got a i think it's a super or something it's got uh the the engine compartments in the rear so everything's easy to access it's got a supercharger on it which sounds like yeah. it's a bitching horsepower upgrade but it still does 60 miles yeah, an hour it, but it, instead of can, taking 60 seconds it probably does it in 30 it does it in 45 yeah someone's <laughs> yeah yeah it's a slight upgrade if you, yeah, no, I, I definitely seen those versions, and all the I think the displacement on them for this this class of K car is like six hundred and sixty cc. Yeah, yeah, like six forty nine, six sixty six. It's somewhere in there. Yeah, it's a weird displacement. Like, this thing's yeah, yeah. awesome. So they're, they're definitely lacking power, but but they um, cost better than the like ones. five grand around here. Still, you can't you can't buy it for a reasonable price. It's all about the importing cost. Because when you buy them on auction, and Scott had did this, he did this legit. He bought his at, for like nothing, like five hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe it was like thousand bucks. And then it's three thousand dollars to import it. Cost. Oh yeah, that's where all the cost goes. And like, if you need a broker to help you figure it out, because like all the paperwork you got to do to get it imported correctly so that you could register. I almost got my hands on a pickup truck for like 3500 bucks, and like I was just in that one spot where I couldn't fucking get it. And I'm like, Ashley, can I take out of our savings to buy this fucking little mini truck? It's four-wheel drive, five-speed. It had the, that Subaru supercharged motor on it and the whole nine yards. Please. Good shape. And she's like, I mean, you can do what you want, but like we really need the money kind of like... I was like looking at it and like, do I really need this right now? Like, I don't have the money for it, so I really shouldn't buy it. And I was like, yeah, that's really the right choice. I don't really have the money for it, so I'm not going to buy it. And I kind of wish I had just fucking bought it. <laughs> well, it's just like it's like the other mopeds out there. It's, it, another one will come around. Another one will another definitely one. come around for five thousand dollars. <laughs> more, more money, maybe, or you know, really like you know. You know, I'll give you Scott's email. He'll tell you how to do it the way he did it. You definitely can get him a little bit cheaper if you do the work yourself. We've got a broker here that, like, I know a little bit about, and I think that they'll hook me up a little bit on it, you know. But, I mean, Charlie Buzzard from the Buzzards bought his, his, like, uh, right-hand drive diesel Nissan van from Richmond. So they import that kind of stuff all the time. I just need to actually get out there and, like, have cash ready to go, you know. It's a different thing when right. you're like, hey, can you get me a van? I'll get the money eventually. You know, versus yeah. like, this is my budget. I've got this cash ready to go. Can you hook me up? It doesn't cost you a penny. Just sure. bring me a fucking van in and I'm out. You know? Definitely. Van life. Song. Van life, dude. I'll, I'll be van rich in no time. I would have put the Honda van in my G20. And that'll be tight. <laughs> Save some parking. Vans on vans. Wait, oh. Well, personally, I like where you're going with the bike, dude. It looks like a real moped. I mean, it's got the look. It does have nice seating. It's got the good wheels. You don't have uh, disc brakes like a lot of the other companies have, but you're dealing with a wheel that's known to have awesome drum brakes. Aesthetically, right. it's fucking great. 
You've got the Hydro EBR-esque forks. You've got a solid frame that doesn't flex and jump around when you go off-road yeah. or do things that anybody's going to do on an electric bike. It's not going to fold up and fall apart. I mean, yeah. the bike's Absolutely. got the right parts on it. You know, so like that, the, that's huge. The video looked good. Like, the ride looks... The, the suspension and everything we already know is, like, you know, good suspension. It's plush. Like, as far as the pegs... I like I I feel like oh, it has yeah. that whole thing with like how the Tomos LXs had the low pegs on the kickstarts, but that hangs kind of low. So when you're taking turns, that is that an issue? Have you noticed that when riding it? Um, I, no, it shouldn't be an issue. Uh, you know, we didn't change anything for that. That that uh, foot peg Mac is the same. You can find on a kickstart Tomos. Um, uh, I think it's. I think it's fine. If, if anything, if that was a pedal set and you were dipping one pedal down, I think it hit the ground if you're you're dropping pedal. But those, um, yeah, I think those foot picks are plenty high off the ground. Okay. I mean, I say that because I don't have one in front of me to like really like dip on it. But yeah, yeah. I say I, we I, turn I, the I, pegs I, and bring them up, like flip them upside down, and then take the handlebars <laughs> and then turn those upside down so it looks like a real big frowny face, and then boom, cafe racer. Boom! We got a real cafe racer. Cafe racer. I I wanted to go for that that cafe racer look ish, you know, but also keep the comfort. I don't want to put drop bars out of the box. No way, dude! That's a bad idea. People gonna do whatever they want. If they want to put drop bars on them, let them spend the money. Put drop bars on them. Yeah, but uh, they're at a comfortable height. Not only that, you're not going to sell a fucking e-bike to somebody who's into that shit. Who knows? Like an experienced rider, yeah, they might. Be like, yes, I want to draw bars out of the gates, yada, yada, yada. But, like, some team rando walks in or some mom that's got an RV wants to strap the shit to the back of her rig and ride around the campground doesn't need to be hunched over trying to manage bumps on a, you know, like, when you got a bar yeah. set that works and a, and a foot position that works, I mean, just makes sense. I mean, it could also leave the yeah. options for upgrades and, like, aftermarket sales, you know? Gotta leave options for upgrades. You mentioned the seat, and I'm really proud of how the seat out. Um, That's nice. Because we have that flip-up style seat. That was not easy to, to figure out. That was like a huge pain in the ass to get the thing to flip up right. It reminds um, me of like the second the, the MLM seat. Yeah, it, it's similar to the, the MLM seat that was like raw that you could like build your own seat out mm-hmm. of. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Except yeah, the yeah, MLM definitely. seat was so fucking square on the edges. The one that Alexis mm-hmm. has, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, my issue with those, with those seats, especially like the MLM ones, like, they come raw, but, like, no one ever does the padding, so I'm glad that you guys have the padding in it. But then, like, the raw outer look, I've, I've, I've always tended to like it when the whole thing gets, gets wrapped. Is there, like, an option to, like, try to remove it and, like, wrap the whole metal look? You know, I'm, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, I know what you're saying. I guess, like, the, the idea that we had is that we wanted to give it a like, cafe-looking look and imitate, like, the Magnum that has, you know, the little metal piece in the back and the TSM that has, you know, more than just metal in the back, but it has this trim along the sides, too. And that was sort of, like, the idea with it. Um, but, I mean, you know, everybody, everybody's everybody got a different flavor. You can always change that so and wrap it up wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, that's, that's the image yeah. came from, I guess. It's a TSM season, too. 
Yeah, it's very similar to that. We pulled one up just to like look at it again. Yeah, it is. It looks just like the fucking TSMC, really. Yeah. It was a difficult. Did you guys? How the fuck did you get the pad? Like, did you contract all that shit out to get somebody to put the padding on it? Like, or did you do that in house? Get the uh, material and sew it up. Yeah, you know, it on. Had to figure it all out. I mean, I I tried figuring it out myself, and I'm just kind of a seamstress. Like, yeah. But uh, but JP actually is uh like you know went to school for fashion and like has a degree with that sort of thing. He knows exactly how to build up a scene. We found the right material. If the material is like that high density, let's say memory foam, but you know, I, I have it for my knees when I want to bend down, I lay this mat down so I could like put my knees on it. Mm-hmm. It's that like yoga mat, it's like yoga mat material. But thick. So that it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, except it's not just like super thin, it's like one inch thick yoga mat. Yeah, and then you take your, your turkey cutter that you don't use at Thanksgiving, shave it up. Yeah, and then we, yeah, exactly. We cut it out, and um, that's that's the 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 foam. Um, but it's it's actually super layered because there's the metal the metal piece that you're looking at, and then there is a hydro or vacuum form plastic piece that goes on top of that that the um, that the yoga mat material (laughs) gets glued to, and then the wrapping, the like uh, you know the vinyl upholstery uh gets all cut and stitched and then it gets um stapled to the plaque okay. i was talking to a guy the other day that did his own upholstery he's like yeah i had like my friend he's a good seamstress he knows the shit he sewed all this crap up for me and he put a nice design in my seat and sewed it up it looked great put it on but fuck i forgot to put like a plastic sheeting down while he was sewing it, or like seal the threads. Now every time it rains, my seat oh, gets like soaked and wet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like waterlogged yeah, yeah. as hell. But that's the genius of that yoga man material. It's like these materials will give you all the staff on it. Naturally it like waterproof. Yeah, too. And yeah, it has less than three percent water absorption. So like it doesn't. It hardly absorbs any water. So, um, yeah, we don't have any plastic. Yeah, you don't need to. No. I can't wait to go so, to fucking Florida um, now. I get to hug Pete. <laughs> awkwardly a nice long yeah, I mean, slow the, the shop, hug I mean, by, by, <laughs> by then hopefully the shop is way more functional and uh, we don't give a uh, shit about the I shop can't... we just want to hang out and drink a beer with you all right, yeah. all right. I mean the shop's great Come for everybody me. else but like for you and me I just want to say hi cool cool yeah I can't wait it's gonna be great. We're so, gonna get an Airbnb or we'll just crash in Pete's backyard <laughs> I am Say hi to his Actually, mom. the new place, new place has has a lot of space. I, I, I you know, I know I, my budget sliced, but it's like roughly forty five hundred square feet worth of usable space. Um, the backyard is completely like paved, hey, so you can like do whatever you want back there. And in the front, there's a huge paved spot as well. I mean, like. Probably 900 square feet of paved usable space. So, yeah, normally I'd be bringing like, my camper down there, but I think we're catching an Airbnb this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if you're in a camper spot, pull right on up. We've got tons of camper. <laughs> yeah, I'd do that, but I don't want you knocking on that door after that long, slow hug. And You, you know, you want more, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Come done. Come on, Pete. <laughs> 
Oh, All right, so what else you got for me? Any other questions? No, nah, man. Got? I think that's about it, dude. We, I, I'm so excited, and I was pumped to hear that you're coming back on the show. And uh, it's been, you know, like, really, it's been good. I'm so happy to talk to you again, man. Yeah. Any I'm questions for excellent. us? How about that? Let's look, flip the script and see I mean, if you... I don't know, you guys are killing it, man. I mean, you know... Um, when you when you originally were saying the biggie that you know you're doing zero zero one you know, like you're gonna do a hundred episodes, I mean you're you're totally gonna do a hundred episodes. You're like way more than halfway there. So. Yeah, get in there, trying. Yeah, we're working hard. It's just gonna end at oh, zero nine. All right, so we're not working hard. We're winging it, but we're gonna fucking get a hundred episodes no matter what. <laughs> it's only yeah, pe- it's only like people like you when you actually come on and like make the show worth a fuck. Like we can sit here and bullshit all day long, but like realistically, we say it all the time. Like without you guys, we got nothing. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a, it's a culture thing. You know, we're all it's community. We're all sort of like feeding off each other's. Uh, uh, Whatever. It's all a little group, little group life. You know, you know what I really like. I don't know how often. I feel like you've done it a couple times, but I haven't heard them lately. Maybe I, I fall asleep by the time you get to this. I listen to your podcast <laughs> for sure, like at night, and I'll be like, I'll pass out like somewhere in the middle of it. But like, um, you did a few like you know, voicemail uh, questionnaires that people would call in with a question or whatever. I thought those were great. Wow. Yeah, we, we got a hotline number that we were like using. Like we don't get a, we don't, yeah, we don't get a lot of calls in on it, but it's there for anyone who wants to like call in and leave us a question, or you know have a topic or something they want us to get into, or they just want to send a shout out to someone. And wow, what's that uh, number? So, I don't know the number. What dude, is it? I know. Oh, man. We were segueing super hard. We were forward, segueing dude. so hard. Let's see here. Thomas like pulls it up and he tries to hand me the phone. It's just like this is a fail, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just read that fucker. I got it. No problem. So the Mo Hit Monday podcast voicemail line, and again, Pete's right, dude. We do love it when you send us a voicemail, even if it's complete, utter fucking bullshit, and it has nothing to do with anything. Call up, tell us a bad story, tell us a good story. We'd love to hear about it. So the Moped Money podcast phone number is 804-638-9533. I've called up myself and left several voice messages, which has never been played on the air, but I call it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys should call it. And Pete, thanks for bringing that up. That's a that's a you know good promo, so we appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Call us. I'm, the the voicemail is fun. I mean, and I... Guys, while you're out there, man, just don't forget about Nopeds. Don't forget about my boy Pete and the gang. Don't forget about Nopeds. They're fucking still out here working hard, trying to do some cool stuff for the scene. That's the word. That's the word. Don't forget about not feeding the seagulls (sighs) on the beach while your family's out there, little shithawks. You're going to get covered in it. I got this question for you, and I can't remember where I came in from. I just remembered it because I read it earlier, but I didn't see it when I was copying the questions down. But someone asked, like, since, you know... Moped problem is all about like not forgetting about mopeds. Like, is going electric bike actually forgetting about mopeds? Fuck no, in my opinion. But I'm gonna wait for Pete. Uh, Only uh, if they got pedals. I mean, it's just I don't know if they got pedals. I know I'm, I really <laughs> need to work on pedal move to make it truly. But like, it's, just, it's the same uh, thing I was saying before with like falling in love with the Honda Spree or a, a Cushman or you know a stupid Activan. It's so about the moped, the, the, the DIY, the 
you know, doing yourself, the, the, the vehicle that sticks out like a sore thumb. It's all the same sort of like love hate relationship. So I'm not forgetting about mopeds. I'm just, you know, doing something a little different, you know? I mean, I think the, the, so like the gasoline engine has been on the chopping block in people's minds, even though they can't physically get rid of it for, for a long time, you know, environmental concepts, uh, you know, problems with manufacturing, things like that are, are always going to be like, you know, something and the cost that clearly when you go buy a car or a new motorcycle cost is a big issue. So like mopeds for us, now they're expensive. They're, they're and they're going to be expensive for a little while, but I mean, the gasoline, so they're not making more two stroke mopeds. They're making four stroke stuff. But for us, what's the, the next natural progression, you know, like, so the electric bike once it becomes more popular, the cost is going to go down. The the uh, the more uniformity is going to be there. So parts availability and able to swap parts and modify things are going to be there for people like you and I who can mod things and make them go faster by, you know, cobbling shit together. We can take parts right. that are all similar. You know, like that's I really think electric bikes is definitely in the moped realm. You know, and if keeping right. moped because. Right. If, if- if you don't know that yet, you, you're going to learn that very soon. The very electric soon. angle is is the moped like angle. It's it's, it's the, the heart and soul of what makes mopeds like fun and and I don't know I'm fun and irresponsible and and just like random and awesome. Like it's in it's in electric bikes it's all over that. So. I'm really hoping that like electric bikes helps bring more people in riding because I've seen like people who would never ride get into it because they're hyped on the new electric bike. They don't want the maintenance, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But this electric bike's super appealing, you know. And hopefully that'll bring more people right. in. And then if we can somehow convert, you know, merging electric bikes with regular moped rallies and like can you know bring them into our community and into our scene, we might have a. A, a big it's so going to happen. You know? I mean, I well, as we're leaving New York, as I'm packing up, I'm meeting the new Onyx and Super 73, like, group ride gang. Um, and it's so funny because, like, I'm just closing up shop and they're, you know, they rode to the shop to just check it out. They didn't even know we were, like, closing down. They're, like, rolling up, like, 15 or, like, 20 people deep on these electric bikes they're just like we would yeah and the path and the paths were just starting to cross i mean they're like Dude. you know our guys talk about their guys and i'm like seeing it happen i'm seeing this mold in new york city of the electric and the gas bikes like sort of like coming together and it's gonna happen everywhere like that e-bike moped fun. gangs yeah fucking like, rocking cuts, same, when you go to seven into moped army when you go to the Seven Hills or any scooter meetup, you see the guys with the twist and goes, and then you see the guys with the shifties, the old, and with the new, and then now the guys with the twist and goes are going to be looking at the electric twist and goes in the scooter community for, like, you know, Vespa style. I mean, how long is it before Vespa, a huge name brand in the motorized, by you know, like, moped world, goes, yeah, what the fuck are we waiting on? Yamaha, Kawasaki are already building dirt bikes based on this. The technology is there. Our customer, our customer base is clearly there. You know, like boom, and then th- that line is again going to be merged. They have you them. Know? There's brand new. Uh, Moto's got brand new electric scooters at the shop. 
Do they from yeah. Vespa from like name mm-hmm. brand stuff? And they're like sick. They're super no fast. Shit. They're crazy. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're making them already. Dude, the lines are being crossed so fast. Here, here's a question. In the moped army history of gangs and stuff, has there ever been like an all scooter gang apply? Not in ever? the MA. I mean, I, not no. now. I don't know about if they've applied, but they haven't gotten in. I don't think they've applied. Or I haven't seen it that apply. It'll be a distant future. One day, there's going to be an all-electric moped gang bike applying. Moped gang that's going to apply. God, I want to make it. it. Oh, I want to make it. Yeah, I mean that would. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, guys. It's it's going to happen, and that'll be the day. All it takes I, is thirty five hundred dollars. Get your bike. Um, technically, if you guys go to the uh, the Indiegogo for a moto, it's twenty eight hundred dollars for the entry fee. So you know you're saving a little bit if you get the early bird special. Let's crowd. Let's crowdfund and order a moped money podcast one. That'd be fun. I don't think it'll happen. There you go. We'll try. Get one. Get your money back. Dude, um, I think actually the first um, e-bike club that's going to get into Moped Army is going to be this new electric club that's actually from New York. I don't, know if, I don't know if you heard of them. Yeah. They're called, they're called Up Vault. Oh, Up Vault. Yeah. 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 Very prestigious. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, great, very great club. Serious. Great gang. Serious yeah. guys. Lots of fun. They like butts. All the things. <laughs> Yes, I, um, I'm aware of that again. <laughs> There's a guy named Parker in the club. Have you heard of this guy? Oh, Parker. <laughs> Very good looking guy. Yeah. All right, man. P, it's been fun, man. Thomas is fucking gassing out the fucking room, so we're going to wrap this shit the fuck up. Uh, That's the old part. Thanks again, Pete. We love you, man. Keep up the good work. Um, we'll see you in a couple months, man. See you in February in Florida. Thanks, yeah. Oh, yeah. See you in Tampa. Hell yeah. Don't forget to call us and leave us a voicemail. You know the number. All right. I I will not forget. I will call. I will leave a voicemail. I don't don't forget about mopeds, but his ass is going to forget about the Don't forget about mopeds. Don't forget about (laughs) voicemails. All right. Thanks again, Pete. We'll talk to you later, my man. Later, bro. See ya. Bam. Boodaloop. To Boy Pete. So, if you guys, in case you guys didn't get it, like if you go to Indiegogo, uh, Pete and the gang and their Moto Project are running their campaign right now. Um, they got some t shirts on there. There's some Harley Davidson, like Evil Knievel knockoffs that look pretty sick. And that helps support the Indiegogo. And also, if you get the wild hair and you have the ability to order it, there's a chance, you know, like if a project doesn't hit, you'll get your money back. That's yeah. what it looks like. And it's currently uh, early bird special. It's twenty six percent off. Uh, they're selling for thirty eight hundred dollars, but twenty six percent off. You get it for twenty eight hundred bucks. Uh, estimated shipping would be April of twenty twenty. Um, and then regular, you can get at a uh, thirty two hundred bucks, which is fifteen percent off, and that's shipping by May. But I, I'm still not crazy, right? $3,200 is a lot of money for anything? Yeah, for anything. Right? But it's like anything. You're buying a DRZ, you're buying a dirt bike, you're buying all sorts of No, I'm of saying I would just go buy a money. fucking DRZ. Yeah, but that's like if you want a moped or a motorcycle or some bike like that that's going to run off gas. If you want an e-bike, like this is the price range you're looking right at. Right now, but, but watch. In the future, it's going to go to the fucking future, tank. In the future, but it's going to be a five, 
Yeah, we're not there yet. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, we're not wrong by saying it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money because the production cost is a lot of money. They got to pay a lot of money for the parts. But you mean the parts are expensive. The parts are expensive right now. Batteries are expensive, and that's the big part. You see the new battery technology by that uh, uh, Doctor Goodenough or something? Is literally his last name is Goodenough. (laughs) That's why he came out with like a new lithium ion battery, or that's incredible amounts of power. So that's also going to be. The changing say, price and we, all, we all know the technology is going to get better over the years. It's like anything. It's like you a plasma TV when it first came out, you know, it was fucking a shit ton of money. And it's like, now it's 300 bucks for yeah, the biggest TV. You yeah, can buy. It's like, yeah. oh, 4K, you can get one for 150 bucks right now if you really wanted to. You know, it's like, yeah, maybe in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Not my neighborhood. <laughs> but that's just what it is, man. Like, shit's just expensive. But if you want to get in that game, that's something you're trying to play. That's the way to go about it. And if you want to get in the game cheaper, um, check out our episode with uh, Jason or whatever from the Moped Emporium, and you can hear about converting mopeds to And if you want to buy electric. shit from some dude in your community that you know has got, you know, you know he's got it. Yeah, and Pete's like vouching for his parts. You he's, know? he's eating it. He's, he's buying the garbage parts and, and finding the parts that work, so you know you're getting good shit, you know? He abandoned his home in New York City to fucking do this, you know, and, you know, take a he shot. He moved back into his mother's house. Taking a shot, man. Sometimes you got to do that, man. I don't know that I actually moved back to his mom's house, but <laughs> no, Let, all right. Let's just say that's ball. true. Um, it's it's the podcast, so that's true. He moved into his mother's basement <laughs> back in and and drug his whole family. His kids are sleeping in the damn tool shit out back, so he could kickstart this wife, so he can make this happen. For so you he guys. can make this happen for you guys. It's all about you, the customer, the consumer, the mopeder. The Moper. <laughs> dude, you want to be the fucking first e-bike gang in fucking Moped Army? Here's your chance, dude. Here's Step your the chance, fuck man. up. They're having a hell of a sale. Let's so. go, man. Now, um, Pete, Pete does a good job, and I love having him on, man. It was... How do you fuck with that? Yeah, Pete's right, dude. I'm glad he's doing it. I'm glad he's trying. I'm glad that they're going to keep the shop alive in New York. That's been like a staple up there for a long time. And that was a real curiosity um, for me. Is like, is it going to still have life after Pete takes off? You know, so even, And it technically doesn't necessarily have its dedicated life yet but it's got uh like you said it's like yeah Someone's we've got, got it set up we've got the reins it's going to take transition it's going to move over but gotta give it a second basically yeah man but yeah so just a quick update like from the second show website just so you guys know for everyone who is in new york um they're gonna have they're planning their grand reopening in march of 2020 so you know they're looking for a new spot um they're still doing repairs and sales by appointment only you guys can check out the website. That's uh, I think it's sexstrokemopeds.com, and they're good. they're in Brunswick, Brooklyn, and you know you can still get in there if you have a bike there. You need some repair Bushwick. done. Buswick. Yeah, Bushwick. If you need some repair work done, uh, the number for that is three four seven four zero five five two five five, or you can email them at secondstrokenyc at gmail.com. and your boy JP will take care of you, man. Uh, they also do flat rate moped towing, so they can pick your shit up if you. Don't have a way to get it to them, and yeah, man, Newport, New York mopeds is still alive, dude. Sixty bucks if you're from Brooklyn, eighty bucks from Queens, hundred hundred buckos if you're in Manhattan. Go to, to the shop and get repaired. Yeah, man. And also another cool update about the New York scene right now. New York's doing some, doing some cool stuff right now. Um, there's uh the, the NNR Motorsports that's uh never not riding like those guys. Uh, I think some of them are in Sunset Riders and stuff. They are doing bike storage. 
So I know New York gets real winters. So if you guys are up there and it's fucking snowing and your fucking bike's locked up on the sidewalk and it's getting all fucked up, you cannot ride. Unlike yeah. the statement says, <laughs> and, and store your yeah. fucking bike in yeah. their yeah. shit. Never not riding, or you could not ride and store your shit with them. They're starting at fifty bucks a month for storage, and it's like a good spot. They'll take care of your shit. They're gonna put all bikes there. I wonder what the capacity is. Like they'll store like full motos. Are they concentrating on the moto like moto moped game? The pictures I saw like type. it looked like they had some space. So I'm sure they can store a motorcycle if you need to. But hit them up. Uh, their number is uh, our homie Lou. It's uh, 347-756-9504. It says right here in the ad, we will not ship it to Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We're going to hit them up on Instagram at uh, NNR Motorsports on Instagram. You trying to play footsie with me, Jason? Yeah, Come of on. course, dude. I'm going to go cuddle with this fucking pipe I got and rub it down with some oils and... uh. You know, all sorts of stuff like that. And thanks for listening to the show, man. Fuck you, Ka. Ride a moped. Another week in the books. Thanks for listening, guys. Jax has been silent for like the last like 40 minutes. I'm fucking tired, man. <laughs> you useless. You should have stayed the fuck home. Yeah, you just came in and drank my beer and just sat there and didn't say shit. <laughs> I love you Also, guys. thanks again for anyone who's uh, supported us by buying some stuff from the merch store. Like, it helps out a ton. Um, and if you guys want a shirt or something for the Christmas holidays... Uh, I'm shipping priority all week so you can get it before Christmas and that's uh, mopedmonday.com Damn, so clutch just clean and simple, easy to remember Moped Monday You want to buy shit? Support the show? Help us pay for the new soundboard? Help us pay for the $600 in merch you bought out of your pocket? Dude, we're we're, we're doing cool stuff and we're trying to make it cooler and we're trying to go to rallies Also, you want to hang out with us, man fucking come to Florida, dude Yep, I'll like, show you my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fuck, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> dick jokes all day, let's go! Um, yeah, you need a good laugh. <laughs> I got you. You guys want some immaturity? Right here. Boom. <laughs> where your where boys. Like, Do you ever heard of manscaping? <laughs> Dude. I'm sorry, what? Manscape. I'm a, I'm gonna keep my dick warm. <laughs> you know? That could be a podcast sponsor, dude. We tell we say we say so many dick jokes. We can get a sponsorship from Manscape. Is that a real? Co- like, oh, it's yeah. a real company. Oh man, it's like to shave so, like, your pubic hair. Balls? Shave your pubic hair area, and like it doesn't snag. You're not gonna get any cuts or snaps. Oh, that's the that yeah that's yeah, that's the worst. Man. That's why I don't fuck with it, dude. Yes, hit up, hit us up, man. Manscape. We're, Hashtag we're, Manscape. We're your Paul. boys. Hashtag Moped Monday podcast. Moped, Mo- Moped Monday dick jokes. We got you. <laughs> that would be really funny, dude. I'd love to read that ad. That'd be great. <laughs> I would totally read that ad. And plus, I mean, look at him. He looks like a hairy testicle. <laughs> You'd be surprised. This is true. <laughs> all right, guys. Dude, Thanks again right. for listening. For sure. Um, Jack, give us a sign off. Uh, uh, one too many beers. Give us a sign off, will you? A uh, sign off? I don't know what to sign off with. I'm, my brain's fried right Aren't now. Aren't you a fucking pirate? What, how did you not just go straight to that? Arg, yo ho. Don't forget about mopeds. <laughs> I'll take it, dude. <laughs> so, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? <laughs> Touch your flower, is it moving? Like, no, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude.